Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Scale Modeling Podcast. Here, we will be discussing anything and everything as it relates to the world of scale modeling. Before we start, we would like to take a moment and thank all of you, the listeners out there, for your support. We would also like to thank our great sponsors for their support. Detailed Scale, Furball Aero Design, Tamiya USA, Sprue Brothers, and Basis by Bill. Please have a look at their websites and have a look at all their fine products. Now, buckle up and ride along as we journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a part of your modeling bench sessions. Now, here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Hey, Geeks, welcome to episode 49 of the Model Geeks podcast. Darren coming at you here from Cook's Acre down in Southern Maryland. I have my three magnificent co hosts, Nemo. How you doing? Yeah, well, what's <laughs> up, and Whitey. Welcome, guys. It's good to see all y'all. Hey, Nemo, how are things down in Florida? Well, the weather is absolutely f- spectacular. It's you know, 34 degrees here. It was. Uh, 59 here today but that's that's really cold compared it's it's been in the high 70s but i've been working a lot so i haven't been able to play golf but it's it's really it's it's awesome out i mean it's um it's it's fantastic it's really good yeah i'm a little jealous because it's cold i know i know it's winter time it's supposed to be cold yeah i don't like winter time and then in summertime oh it's so hot not down here (laughs) <laughs> not jacks it's not you, cold down here you know i will tell you though my time in florida because i spent a considerable amount of time down there in the navy and it, i was in yep. orlando it actually snowed while i was there what once when yep, sure did i was actually on a post watch yep i was it was 89 it you're was, exactly I was, right i was i was living I was, in jacksonville when it did it i was Damn. i was going through navets and i was down in orlando there at rtc and i was on a post watch between NTC and RTC, and it snowed. I had I had I had students bringing me hot coffee. I mean, I was froze my <laughs> chungas off. Wow. And then in Pensacola, I saw it snow in Pensacola as well. Uh-uh. Yes, sir. No, yes, sir. It does happen. Uh, I mean, it snowed in Corpus back in two thousand and four. I had like Seen ten, I had like ten inches in front of my dad's yard. Ooh. It was really crazy, man. There's like it snowed at the beach. So there was like all the palm trees and sand dunes were all covered in snow. It was cra- and it was Christmas Eve. So when you yeah. woke up Christmas morning, it was just snow. It was just weird. Kids wow. were like playing in the, I mean, because it was enough. You could build like snowmen and not granted it was all melted by noon, but because <laughs> it was like 80 out. But man, yeah, it was well, crazy, man. It was so I, I'm why he's like. Happened. You clowns don't know what snow is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does tell, tell me again how much snow you guys grew up with. <laughs> yeah, anyway. no, it, it, but I mean, we've been lucky this winter. I mean, thirty-four yeah. degrees isn't cold, man. I mean, well, we haven't got not. snow. We're all good here, man. Well, it's let's not. check because when I checked yesterday, next Friday is an eighty percent chance of snow here. Yeah, it's you know the the biggest snow I've had not since here. we lived up here was in a in March. I think that was. Uh, 2008 yeah we had that blizzard yeah, yeah that was a good one it's like 18 inches that year so that's 
can happen anyway. We all enjoy your snow, and I'm yeah. going to enjoy my 70-degree weather, and I'll think about y'all. Well, you make, your, oh. make, make sure Allison knows if she needs any help. If it does snow that much, we're we're here to accommodate. Yep. Yep. There. Give her a hand. Oh, so yep. Anyway, so episode 49, I can't believe, man, we're almost to the big 5-0 mark. I can't believe it's we should been. should have uh, like a celebration. We should. We should. I don't, I don't know with what, but, you know, <laughs> we'll do another episode. <laughs> yeah. We can. I don't know what we'll do either. But 50, maybe a, maybe we do a 50th anniversary giveaway or something. I got something yeah, special I think maybe we could Holy put crap. up there. I got the next one. I got, yeah, I got the 50. You do. Oh, I yeah, got to put do. some brain cells to this one and think of something special. You do. Something I got to think of something special for our 50th <laughs> anniversary for the model geeks. Holy snakey, guys. There you go. Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. Something. There you go. Something uh, fun. Whitey, how are you doing? I, I, I think I just saw you here not too long ago up at the old yeah, uh, game, good, man. game store, didn't I? Yep, we had a little club build day today here up at the game store. So I uh, was there for a few hours with the El Presidente and Victor come by and who else? Uh, Paul. Paul was there for a bit, Paul and Steve. Steve was on the clock, so he wasn't building. He just came in, hung out, had lunch, and then split. Yeah. But uh, we stuck around. Yeah, snuck around there for a little, uh, what, three hours, man, three or four hours. I got to tell you, man, I'm really liking the uh, being able to hang out up there at the High Tide Games. That little bistro, was that Bart's or Bart's Bistro or whatever it is they put in next door? Bairds. The Bairds. Bards, Bairds, something Bard, like that. Bard, Lard, whatever. The Dungeons uh, and Dragons themed <laughs> bistro. Yeah. Well, I tell you, that, that burger I had today, that pub burger, man, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, had some really wanna, good good food in that joint, man. So. Make you want to go smack your mother? Yeah. That good? Yeah, grandmother. Yeah. Not not quite to the mom level, but it was good. Anyway, yeah, it's always a good time uh, hanging out there. A little food, a little plastic melting. Yeah, man. Was, uh, Frill tried to get up there. He was a little late. Yeah, I got there about 4 o'clock or so. Grab some paint. We were gone. Yeah, no. <laughs> we were already out of there. Yeah, yeah. we rolled out about three, man. Three thirty. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I had some running around to do today with the daughter to get her passport and I was working. So Passport. Yeah, we're going to Iceland in July. No, you're not. Yeah. Why? Iceland. That's what I said. Why? Whose but idea was that? It's good. Evidently our oldest daughter was supposed to go with some friends like three years ago or two years ago, but COVID hit. So they closed down Iceland. And so she had her ticket to use. And so the friends that we're going with, they were like, Oh, we, why don't we all go? Why don't you guys come with us? And so yeah. Kristen likes to travel. And so she was Iceland. like, oh, I've never been to Iceland. I've, I've never been there, but I've had friends that in the VP community that were went on deployment. Well, it's like landing on the moon detachment, I guess you'd call it. Cause I don't know that those are deployments, but I digress anyway. Um, they all told me there's nothing to do, but drink and watch the wind blow dumpsters around. So I, <laughs> you know, well, it's funny when you come in, it's like no shit landing on the moon. Cause all the lava rock and stuff around you. <laughs> yeah. It's like landing on the moon. Yeah. All right. Well, have, have fun, fun man. Have fun yeah. in Iceland. Uh, yeah. It wasn't when, too- when are y'all going again? Uh, July 9th through the 28th or, or to the 18th, something like that. I don't want to, I don't want to take any, Nats, you know, what, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Nats is until August, August 5th through the 7th or 2nd yeah. to the 5th, whatever. Yeah, I'll be back plenty of time. Following week. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's going to be busy. Where now? Tired. Where are you? Where's everybody staying? We I did get a room. I got a, it's right down the the street, like stone's throw from the Embassy Suites. I think it's that little Marriott something or other. Right, just it's just right down the road. Uh, it's pretty I think cheap. That's where, it's only like a hundred and thirty bucks for a room or something. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what, I think that's what we got. Let me see. So, I, I don't got, know. I think Justin and Justin's probably going to be there. Gabe, he's not going to be there the first few days. Um. So hopefully, hopefully those dudes. Will I make I it. got into the Homewood Suites there. Uh, you did? Okay. Yep. Yep. So we're 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 golden, of course. You know, we're, we're only there for four nights in the San Marcos area, and then we're going to move over towards Seguin, where my brother is. Ah, uh, so, okay. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't want to okay. make that drive from Seguin out 46 or through Lockhart or whatever I had to do back that way towards San Marcos. So, yeah, I, I man, I, I think I'll, hopefully I can make ODO, but uh, I don't know, man. Um, I think probably the, the first show I probably might. I feel pretty good about making is Fairfax. I think I, I think I'll be at Fairfax. That's sure. always a good one too. Oh. Fairfax and and uh, and Nats. I should be able to make those two. Everything else, I I don't know. I, mm. I don't know. Odo is looking less and less um, like I'm going to make it. So we're in the Holiday Inn. Holiday right. Inn. The Holiday Inn in San Marcos. Uh, yes. Because the convention hotel, like it's sold out in oh, like forty five seconds. Yeah, it was and, quick. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. So that was the first overflow hotel we could get. So, Whitey, where are you? Uh, where are you at? Okay, that's that tells me he hadn't even looked at it. What do you mean I haven't looked at it? Okay, go ahead. Where I don't you think at? he's going. I uh, yeah, it's tentative for me, man. Oh. You son of a bitch! <laughs> I got a lot of expenses coming at me. Yeah, daughter's getting married. That's going to be a shit ton of money. I got to go to a freaking Antigua for another wedding. My niece. Oh my god, Antigua! Freaking June, exactly. I got to go up to New York for a wedding from another family friend. So I got like money coming out my freaking ears here, man. Well, you got going more money. out, not not coming in. This is out, outgoing. So you got more money in the show, dog. So I don't know what you're worried about. Yeah, sure. We're just yeah, talking about know, going to Texas by yourself. Us retired E sixes, man. <laughs> we pull it in. All that retirement money um, bringing in, yeah, of course, and you know, all yeah. Right, so, so yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a great point for our listeners. When y'all hear of our service members that retired, that's actually called a retainer, and it's very little to keep you on the rolls. Okay, it's not a retirement. Yeah, hence we're all still much. working our tails off. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got three more years. No, two more years. Four. Then I get for my. What? Then I get my fleet reserve letter, not the, oh, the well, whatever that thing is. You get no, it's the retired list letter. Yeah, your third hit your thirty year mark. Yeah, yeah, I, Damn, can I can't tell believe you that it's been that long, man. I hit that many years ago. Anyway, that's a whole different story. I don't want to give away my age. It's older than dirt, though. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's move on. Okay, we're we're kind of going. We're, we digress <laughs> down a, a rabbit rabbit hole here. Um. Geek news. Let's kind of uh, go around the room here and touch a little bit on geek news. I want to start with with Frill uh, in the uh, the Mid Killers group bill for Nats. Since we're talking about Nats, yes. Uh, how's that spreadsheet coming? And uh, what's the uh, what's our uh, entries looking like? Um, participation. I have. I got to finish adding the rest of them in. 
but we're like right about 20 or so, 22 entries so far. Nice. nice. Yeah. So I'll finish adding them in tonight and I'll get it locked down so people can't, you know, start adding their own thing and kind of protect it. Is that we have a rough idea who's doing what? Yeah. Because I mean, you can have multiples of the same thing, but you know, it's, it's oh, not like we, that's fine. Yeah. It's not like how, you know, we're not, oh, we got a certain specific, we need one of these, we need one of these, we need one of these, you know. Everybody right. build whatever you want to do as long as it's a mid killer. It's a collection yes, and sir. it's a mid killer collection and put it out there. Uh if you guys all scales. And, that's right. All scale the listeners out there, if if you're in the uh, the Texas area, the San Marcos area, or out of there, if you're planning on going, join us up, man. Uh, join us. But uh it's gonna be a good time. I, I can't wait to see some of the entries and Going back to what Scott said in the last episode, man, I really want to see a ton of airplanes out there. That'd be just cool. Oh, it's going to be a good time for sure. Yeah. Uh, what are you What are you building, Frill? Um, I just finished my Secret Squirrel project. Well, and no, so, I'm talking about for the Killer build. What are you building oh, for the Killer build? I am doing a 48-scale Academy F4B vf 143 the puking dogs tap room 306 which is it's interesting because furball that jet is on his bravo mid killer sheet and it's also on a uh is it an impact decals or hold on let me grab it well while he's looking for that let me move over here to whitey whitey what are you doing for the uh the group build um the uh f8 i'm gonna do uh bellinger's jet BF VF one sixty two, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna do Limpy Dick's bird. Um, like I said, even if I'm not going, I'll I'll throw it in the truck with you, man. You can take it on down there. Oh, nice. Throw yeah, yeah. Table, now you know, now so. that I will cart down there. I'm not carting an S three. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go bird burden anyone with taking proxy <laughs> entries and none of that. None yeah. of that crap. No, I'd be terrified. You know, it's a uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nemo, what's a uh, what's your uh, group? your group build entry going to be Any yeah idea no i mean i don't i don't see i don't see it getting done um because i you know i'm not going to be home until <sighs> april and then i come back in june and july so you know my 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 model building for 23 is not gonna uh, it's not gonna be there so <sighs> that it's a bummer my, that makes but, my heart hurt yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna have anything to i mean i have a couple kits i can take to shows but I'm not going to have anything new. There's just no way I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be away from home, you know? And I just yeah. I don't have, I tried to, to work on the little, you know, the 72nd skill, the KI 84, the Arma hobby kit. And it's fine. You know, I can fiddle around with stuff and, and I just have a very basic minimal, but I don't have everything that I need. Like I don't have um, all my paints and all my stuff. So it's just hard to, you know, do anything other than just super basic, you know, building. And, yeah. you know, I, I like to use a whole crap ton of stuff whenever I'm building. I didn't realize how much stuff I really like to use, uh, especially when it comes to painting. You know, it's just not like one color. There's like 20 different colors for one color, you know. Right. <laughs> I don't have my, like, I don't have my stuff to make my Tamiya black-brown mix and <laughs> It's just like, oh, oh man, yeah, it's just, I, like, I didn't even bring white paint. So, like, the little dials and stuff inside the like the cockpit, I mean, they're just like little blobs of tan and yellow. 
and bread, you know. You know, I got my I got my little bug out kit. Well, I call my bug out kit, and that's yeah. like what I took up to high tide games today. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I bought that little spray gunner uh, battery operated yeah. airbrush like we had yep. at Nationals in uh, yep, yep. up in Omaha, in uh, yep. or you had, which came yeah. in. Handy no, it, as hell, it's awesome. Right? I mean, I I that it, enabled me to like get the cockpit painted and you know, get the, the seams all done and prime and, and spot prime those to make sure that they're good to go. And, you know, it's just, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's living in a hotel room. I don't have all my stuff. I opened up the, uh, my, my bug out box here and, and was going to show us, Oh, here's my little airbrush. I, I never bring it out. <laughs> yeah. And then I opened it up and there's the battery and there's no airbrush. I'm like, Oh, oh man, I must've left that <laughs> on my rack. But, oh, you know, my point was though, is, those little bug out kits, um, a little extra thing of your your brown black uh, wash mix and and all that. Uh, yeah, I could and I, I could. Think I think I need mean, to update mine and, and put an inventory so I know what's in there. I could probably, you know, I could opt. Uh, I could buy some stuff, you know, but sure. um, you know, the, the 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 days are long. And when I come home, when I get back to the hotel, I just want to go to bed because I got to get up and do it all over again. So I, I don't really feel like building. <laughs> you know, th- this is a so. great this is a great topic for maybe a future discussion, and that's it's it's how to build on the road. I mean, you're you're stuck up there for how many months in or down there in Jacksonville? Yeah, I mean, um, it's probably going to be April yeah. before I yeah. come home. You know, we've seen our buddy Chris Dirks do it in in the hotel uh, on his travels. Uh, we have several other folks out there that have done some traveling and tried to do some and listeners. I've seen pictures uh, yeah. on the Facebook group. Of people and, you know, are, and my, my problem is I, I guess I'm a picky builder. Like, you know, I, I, I have my paints that I have, I have my, my process perfected in my mind and I don't like to deviate. Right. And if I, and if I have to deviate, I get uncomfortable. <laughs> That's a great point. You know what I mean? I really do. Yeah. I, if you know, I, I thought for sure I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, bada bing, bada boop, bada, and then I start building it, and I'm like, well, where's my whatever? Well, wait a second, oh crap, right. where's this my brush that I really like to use for dry brushing? Do you think I brought it? Nope. Yeah, so I'm having to use this little bitty thing, and so it just, yeah, it just, I'm just very particular about how I build, and and it's just, I just don't have all my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, but you know, hopefully you guys will have. Have fun building stuff, and when I oh, get yeah. home, whenever whenever I get home, I, I I think I figured out what I'm gonna work on next. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I, I I'm I think I'm sold on it. So, and that is um, it's gonna be no, it's not a secret. I'm just kidding. I think I'm gonna do that um, the kit that Allison bought me for Christmas, that thirty oh, second nice. scale to me uh, the zero, yeah the the zero, yeah. I'll just do that. Uh, Zarabides his his roof, just the colors that he. Yeah, man, it's just so cool looking. So I really want to experiment. Like we talked about, I guess, was it last episode? Kind of what we wanted to get out of 23. And yeah. I really didn't think I was going to be gone that long. I thought well, I'd be home in about a month. The end of uh, January, beginning of February, I really thought I was going to be home. Nope. Surprise. So, yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> which is fine. Um, but, oh, man, now it's, all it's doing is it's actually helping the mojo come back. You know, because now I'm like, oh yeah, man, I'm I can't wait to get home and start putting that thing together. And uh, a couple, about two weeks ago, I could care less if I ever built another model again. Yeah, I was just like, whatever. Work was busy. You know, it was still 
trying to get over the COVID crap from Christmas and I still got that you know, cough lingering. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's pretty much pretty much gone now. I you know it's it's but yeah, man, it's uh. But I'm still excited to hit shows and hopefully I can make Richmond and hopefully I can make um, Fairfax and I definitely will make Nats. But yeah, I'm gonna try to hit some of those shows. I, I should be here for JaxCon, so that's kind of kind of fun, you know. So I'm excited about that. That should be that should be a good time. So very, hopefully, I wouldn't mind cool. going to the first coast if they have like an I, IPMS club. I wouldn't mind. Oh, go to yeah, club, go yeah. to the Jackson you know, meeting or the uh, first yeah, coast meeting. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have Thursday, to um, Thursdays and Saturdays. Huh. I can tell I'll you just, the next. Yeah, month. I just I just gotta make sure make sure I'm not um, working. But you know, and that's a kind of a hopefully maybe they have one tomorrow afternoon. I just probably you know I don't know, but anyway, hopefully I can. Uh, Oh, make cool. it be like nice to make the meeting and you know yeah. and say hey do you guys know Frildo? Yeah, Frill, yeah. you reach out, like, reach out to old Gill. Reach out to old Gill there and uh, get the nine the Yeah, the, yeah you should stay. Uh, grease, one, the, one. grease the skids, man. Tell yeah. them I'm coming. Not they um matters, but yeah. They meet twice a month. Cool. Twice, twice a month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they meet quite a bit. Down there and it's right there at the Orange Park Library too. Holy jeez, that's like that's close. Yeah, right there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Holy balls. You know, you talked about twice a month. I, I just realized we, we actually meet about three times a month with the Zoom call and the bill thing and then our regular yeah. meetings. That's, wow. um, you just missed a meeting, so it was Thursday. So last night there was a meeting. Yeah, but he ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so not not tomorrow, but the next Saturday? So next, uh, But I'm working tomorrow anyway, so when's the next think, meeting? Uh I don't know. When I get the email, he usually sends the emails out. Okay, cool. Just forward oh, it to uh, me. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they're from six to nine at the Orange Park Library. Sweet. Yeah, man. That'll be that'll be fun. That'll be cool. Hopefully you got, they, um, you got your zappers? I do. All right, nice. I do. <laughs> I gotta zap them. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Should put one on one of your so, birds. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm right. Not, Stick. I'm not I'm not even allowed to see it. Is that right? <laughs> that's right. Can't get yep. can't get near it. Nope. Um, let's see, Frill, you, you, you'd stepped off stage there to, uh, yeah. grab a little information and let's go ahead and deliver that. I want to know what right. it is uh, you're working on. Yeah. So real quick, it's, um, like I said, it's a 48 scale Academy F4B cause I already okay. had that kit up on the shelf and I can't get rid of it. And, uh, it kind of started on it. So I gotta go back and redo the cockpit. But anyway, I'm doing, um, a VF 143 F4B, you know, number, one five one four four four, which it kind of you know is interesting because I have the Fox One decal sheet, yeah, and it has that jet on there, and it says Tap Room three hundred seven. Well, Furball and his Furball Mid Killer sheet, he has that same jet, the same Buno, but the Modex is three hundred five on it, and one of the radomes is black, and the other one it is was, tan. Yep, and on the Fox One decal sheet, he said that they talked to the guy. He was a uh, Rear Admiral, when he retired, Rear Admiral Robert Hickey, who was the uh, the pilot. Let me see. I got, a, I got that right. Boom, boom, boom. I would be willing to bet you that Jeff has got yep. slides of that yes, jet. He was the uh, he was the pilot, and he has retired a uh, Rear Admiral. So, yeah. and he was like he was unlike unsure about what the loadout and stuff was, or what the Buno was, and I thought that was kind of weird because they have logbooks. Right, I mean, they write in the logbook what uh, well, um, you, you what know, aircraft are flying on what day or whatever. So, 
Yeah, but where where are those logbooks now? About what was the actual Buno shoot down and what the Modex was. And so I'm going to use the both of them to figure out which one to uh, which one to use. You should put but you I like should the put one decal um, sheet because it tells you the loadout. You know, and it says it talks about the camouflage and markings and it has a mission description and the mission loadout. And so that's kind of cool. So you kind of get a little bit of the history behind it as yeah. well. You should put Matt on that. He'll find out for you. I am. I was going to get a hold of the model geek that does not build models. <laughs> our model geek historian and ask him to do some digging. <laughs> the official historian. Speaking of Matt, did you guys he, see in that um, he's just Naval a Institute? Not a model geek. Yeah, and he was just in the um, the historical naval historical society whatever he uh helped re- locate a world war ii hellcat yeah. pilot's remains yep. i saw that and yeah. uh they gave him credit in the article as f- for you know his assistance in helping him so that's kind of cool that nice is awesome work, matt yep good job nice work matt wow. get a model of it and build it there, there you, you go. go there you go wait he probably won't do that whitey i saw the decals for your ram coding you were doing today uh your... yeah yep so what else so you got kind of kind of going it? back well yeah you know you were talking about building on the road so when we have our build yeah. days i always you know i typically don't build like what i'm in work on because i'm usually at some stage of painting or whatever but yeah with tim setting up the build day today i was like all right cool i'm, I'm doing these ram decals I'll, I'll take that with me and so, yeah, that's what I was in work on down there was uh, hanging out at the store and, and doing some decal work. You know, that's easy to do on the road. Um, and But, you know, typically when we have those build days, I'll grab a kit that specifically for those days to where right. you know, I'm, I'm going to generally assemble and fill seams. And, you know, where I'm not going to get into painting because I don't, I don't want to have to try to mix paint in there and shoot paint in there i'm sure they probably wouldn't appreciate that anyway no uh, not at all you know, so you know maybe a little bit of brush painting on some uh figures or something like that is about the extent of a, a go as far as painting so uh yeah i was working on that the, the the f35 i'm getting you know i'm about done with the getting the ram panels on and uh it, you know if you are building that kit you got to pay attention to what you're doing with your decals because you want the RAM panels on those decals all on first. Right. And after that, your stencils are going to go and then your unit markings, et cetera. You know, so don't make There's the mistake. There's a process, of, right? So. Yeah, don't make the mistake of putting stencils on first or else you're going to be covering <laughs> them up with RAM panel material later on. Do the instructions have like a note or anything saying, hey. Yeah, they definitely do. They point that yeah. out to you. Cool. Yep. Yeah, the, the, they're, they're real clear on, um, you know, the jet that you're building, every there's a separate sheet for every jet to show you exactly what decals you're supposed to be using. Um, not only just for the unit markings, but even stencils and uh, and RAM coding because there's they vary. Um, you know because you do have the early scheme and then the later scheme as well. There's an ECP for each country. Yeah, man. Has markings where things laid out. Yep. So besides that, I was working on a submarine too as well. I brought that before. Got some more assembly done on it, and uh, and that's it. That's as far as I got. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm 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 like you. You know, it's the uh, I showed up there today, and uh, you know, I stopped. Actually, I, I've been kind of tinkering around with these Bandai Star Wars figures, and 
I've never done them before. And I, I had built the Mandalorian one last night, actually, just uh, out of boredom and trying something different and kind of got the idea that they look great because all the color molded plastic uh, just built right out of the box. But what can you do to take it to the next level? Uh, kind of ran through my mind as far as painting and dry brushing and highlighting, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, with that same thought process in mind, I did stopped at Hobby Lobby today and picked up the uh, a Boba Fett to build, you know, because there's no glue, there's no paint, there's nothing. You just kind of uh, stick them together. So I kind of, I'm in the same camp as you are, Whitey, when it comes to that, you know, shooting paint in a public area like that. Now, going back to what Scott's doing, Hell, he's living in a hotel for the next couple months. That's that's a whole different animal. I'd, I'd try and get everything I could up there. I'd probably have a net, you know, FedEx stuff to me up there so that I could build my yeah, little I mean, work. Yeah, I, I'm with you. But, it's just I I, I probably I need to go hit that little bitty hobby shop up just right outside the base, just because there are yeah. some, a few things I need. But uh, and yeah, it's it's tough for yeah, being yeah. like three four months. You got to take a lot more than if you're going to be like a week or two. Yeah. That's yeah, why absolutely. I like the support equipment kits, because that's what I'll usually yeah. bring with me, and I'll put those together while I'm there. Because you don't have to do any painting. Right. You, know, you can fill your seams, get everything ready when you get home. Well, then you can paint. Yeah, we talked about that in the last episode, right? So Derek Post, one of our our good friends and listeners, you know he he does the ordnance deal and starts building his his uh, bomb farm. Uh, you have got your your uh, support equipment. I mean that's that's great. It it kind of keeps the mojo going. It keeps keeps you in the game, if you will. You know, and little things that you can do uh, to to get ahead. So, but in any case, I'm I'm the same boat. I don't want to go spraying paints and have to do all that BS in a public space. It's just not they don't look they don't look on it very well. Sea story, uh, real quick. Yeah, dealing with that. When I was in A school in Pensacola, I was building models while I was in A school. Yeah, and I didn't have Me a roommate, too. and so I had my own room. And I was down there, and that was back in the day when I was slinging Model Master enamels and using lacquer thinner to thin those oh, things. Oh, man. You had the whole barracks high. Oh, I did, man. One of the MTIs <laughs> come walking out, and they were like, what's that smell? And one of the guys on watch was like, oh, it's a pickup for frill. He's uh, building models. I think I was an MTI while you were down there. Yeah, you were. <laughs> Dating myself. What's an MTI? That's the guys in charge of the barracks. Uh, yeah. Military, military training instructor. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a just Baby like an it's like a company commander type deal, gotcha. but not All as right. not as intense. But yeah, man, I had that whole wing smelling of lacquer thinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. You couldn't open the windows because yeah. they had the the urinalysis tape, the red strap tape in the yep. windows, so you couldn't open the windows. I'm like, well, that's kind of BS. What if well, you like, well, it's because we had people smoking in the barracks. Yeah, no. <laughs> so. And then when they came by and did room inspection, if you uh. If that was if that red tape was busted on your window, you got in trouble. Yeah, that was well, a fail. MTI is like fun police, then, huh? Yes. Fun police, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the uh, morale suppression team. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what they are. Yep. <laughs> Been called like that it. more than more than I'm once. I'm trying to make chief. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I did. Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Three no, it's months. All good. Two it's all and a half good. months without saying something and. You're, you're you're okay. You're okay. There, I relapsed. I'm sorry. You're okay, pals. Are for real. <laughs> I relapsed. Uh, 
All right, moving on. Moving we should on. have an episode where we have to address each other by our ranks and show the due, <laughs> yeah, we and show the due respect we should. throughout the show. <laughs> we should. We should. We should. Hey, ne- next the next episode's the fiftieth. Command, right. yeah. c- Commander Samo. <laughs> Darren's going to show up wearing his Chiefs cover. <laughs> That's right. I put on my piss cover. Yeah. Uh, anyway. We we went way down a rabbit hole there. Yep. Let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about new kits we've seen out there. Um, I know that last episode we kicked off and being the first one out of the gate, the first of the year, uh, there were a lot, right? We talked about quite a few. Um, one of the ones I'm kind of watching close, and why do you put out a text on this one uh, earlier today in our little group text, and that's the new F5 by Storm Factory. Yeah. It looks like uh, Hobby Link finally put that one up for right at ninety five bucks uh, for that kit, and the box art that looks really familiar to me, right? So that I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any question that this is a old Kitty Hawk release or mold. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it is. Uh, well, but you, there, you did there, the Kitty Hawk. RF, right? I did, and I've got sitting up here on the shelf. And I so did I, those blue shots look anything like the kit then? Or they you, do. Yeah, the, you the, know, yeah, they look I need just to bring like out the, the instructions and look at look it, at it. But a, I think it's, it a, it's a Kitty Hawk kit. Yeah. Okay. I, I just uh, wish that they would fix the instructions, put quality decals, some of the other stuff you can fix. But you know, there's some stuff like Darren's built it. I've just looked at it. I, I've now I've taped the two seater together, and yeah. I'm like. Man, there's some weird, like funky looking mold panel line stuff going on. They're like, "What the hell is this?" And I'm not building a damn Kitty Hawk kit anytime soon. Yeah. Now, looking at the modeling news site, you know, and why do you 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 brought this to our attention? There's a, a statement that says minor retool. Yeah. Who knows and, what that means? And I don't know, because as you said, there there doesn't look in the sprue shots that they showed or the drawings. There's no intake trunks. So I'm, I'm wondering what that minor retool is. Well, these ones uh, are supplying those 3D printed burner cans. So maybe that's. There is of, that, but that's 3D printed. That's not a retool. So I'm just a little, little curious. Yeah. I don't know what they, they could have done. I hope they fix it. I know that. Um, you know, if we can pump some information over to them, we put out that little survey on the page, what, what they would like to see released. If there was any Kitty Hawk moles out there that they were going to redo or in, in, in that, what they would like to see fixed on those kits. So I, you know, that's still on our, our Facebook group and I would employ folks to go out there and let us know. Maybe we can get back over to storm factory, which I still don't know who owns storm factory. Probably hobby boss. (laughs) It could be. Yeah, they don't have a, a website or anything. Well, an easy one for them to do would be their Hilo kits because all they got to do is get the right sprues in the right box. Right. Well, I will, I will tell you that a lot of the responses that we got on that question that I put in the Model Geeks Model Shack, almost all of them were the helicopter kits. Oh, good, man. That's Hopefully what really people want to see. So, yeah, man. Helicopters freaking rule. <laughs> they do, right? Wah, wah, I got wah. the hotel, the HH60H. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I've got a couple of the uh, the R's uh, 
God, because it's they, weird. They're, because they're nice kits. They really are. They build nice once you get past all the little idiosyncrasies or however you yeah, all pronounce that. Like but, the the rotor the rotor yeah. fold and stuff is in one kit. Oh, rest kit fix that. Rest kit fix it. You know, they gotta get that worked out, and then they should be all right with those Hilo yeah. kits, man. They can start printing money again. I don't know. I remember the Darren when you showed some pictures of the fit and how the pieces yeah. are all warped and. Yeah. And I mean, granted, modeling skills come into play there, you know, fix it. But, you know, for that expensive of a kit, I mean, yeah. you shouldn't have, you know, we always say that, but, you, know, you shouldn't have to. But, you know, at the end of the day, though, so the, the price I paid for the Romeo, you know, being that they're out of production, obviously you're going to pay a premium. But I'd be curious to see what Storm Factory comes out with is a, a base price or a, a manufacturer suggested retail price on these kits. And, uh, you know, and yeah. if they're using different plastic, maybe that that warping issue won't be an issue. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't. I know that with the SU twenty seven, there, there were not, the the parts were not warped. There were, you know, short shot parts. I don't think they were yeah. short shot. Just crappy engineering. You know, yeah. having the main struts without axles. Um, but it, that the the for me the. The byproduct of that kit was I, I I literally was like I'm done with modeling for a while. Yeah, like it it really did it sucked the life out of you. It did it it I mean it did. I'm and I'm just now starting to be like okay I think I'm ready to dive back in to modeling like serious modeling this little 170 second scale thing that I'm built. Uh, I mean it took, I did it in a day. You know I'm, yeah I'm doing the kit because it's I'm doing it for Tim. Yeah <laughs> that's, that's who I'm doing it for. Because I'm, I am, I am not enjoying it at all. You're, you're a team player. You're I being a tr- team I player. Am, I am, damn it, I am trying to be a team player. <laughs> and everybody says how awesome these Arma kit, hop, these Arma Arma hobby kits are. Like, man, it's the awesome kit ever. I'm like, have you not built a 48 scale to me a kit? Well, because it kicks the shit out of this well, piddly ass little 70 second I, scale, whatever thing. <laughs> I am going to say, I'm going to disagree with you to a certain extent, because I think that that the kits are Tamiya-esque in a way. No way. And they are (laughs) apples and oranges, 72nd and 48th scale. I think that, I can tell you right now, the Mustang I'm building is just wicked cool. Yeah, I'm sure the seventy. I'm sure that the I'm sure the K eighty four is pretty awesome. I just it's just yeah. so little. It is know? little. I'm going to give I'm, you that. It I'm is giving, little. I'm, I'm giving the kit shit, and I shouldn't because it's actually pretty nice. It's really really nice. The fits fantastic. The panel line detail is amazing. Yeah. Um, the details are fantastic. It's just so little. It is um, little. I'm just not. I'm not my my old ass eyes, and I don't have my my magnifier, so. So you know. it's funny. I walked into high tide and there's Whitey with his Optivisor on. There's Tim with his Optivisor on. And then here comes me with my bifocals on. And I tried to play it off as long as I could. And I was like, God <laughs> damn it. I can't. And I had to break out my Optivisor. Yeah, and actually, mean, when I sit here awesome. at home, I'm actually with my Optivisor, my bifocals and looking through a magnifier sometimes here at home. So that picture that everybody sent on the geeks. <laughs> You know, yeah, the other day with everybody, their big old eyeballs and stuff, looking all googly googly. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, it's a bunch of goobers. You know, yeah. just like it's Who, funny. Whoever walked into the store today and saw us back there just must have thought, "Look at these freaking guys." <laughs> yeah, it's like go back there to uh, light off one, their like, dragons uh, and you know, this one like mom, probably like about our age or something like that, walked to the back to go use the restroom, and she walked past us, and she, you know, she was friendly. She says, "Hi, how you doing?" I'm <laughs> looking at with these big googly eye things on. I'm like, "Hi." <laughs> uh, didn't present a good, good we need to get permission from uh from gabe and justin and everybody we'll put those pictures out there on the the uh, model shack that, that, those <laughs> work yeah, most, most it's, it's so funny so you, I, it, <laughs> when you good. when you put those things on immediately it's like there's a license to you don't have to talk to a lady yeah. <laughs> it, it's yeah. okay you don't you don't have to do it you know because yeah. if you do you're going to be like hey, hey, hi how's it going <laughs> You want you want yeah. to see my model? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just what those highball things, those Remember, visors look like, man. Revenge of the nerds with the uh, the, <laughs> the the the, the band aid between the. This is like a whole new level, but you know, but I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm old so as good. dirt, so I've got to use them. My I love the size. things, man. I was painting cockpit dials on this thing, yeah. and God, man, I had the the three times lens in place. Yeah. And I was right, man, it was right there. Boom. That well, was you great. were a holdout. You were a holdout for a long time. I wasn't so much a holdout. It just, I just, it didn't occur to me. I mean, I have the magnifying glass yeah, I don't, on my desk. I don't desk, have one. I don't have a set. Uh, I that I would use. And uh, the, the magnifier out. has that small optic in it. Yeah. And I would usually use that, but I would find myself having to use one eye. So right. what's that going to do? Yeah. It's going to no, throw off perception. your depth perception. So a lot of time I'd go stabbing for a dial and yeah. hit and hit like off to the left or right, or whatever, yeah. you know? So, and, and really the, I, you know, I was like, I, I was definitely looking around for some and, um, you know, really it was my daughter pinging me around Christmas about like, Hey, what do you need? What do you want? Well, I, I need to get you something for Christmas. You know? And I was like, bing, there you go here. Get me, get me these. And she's like, what the hell is that? You know, I was like, trust me, get them. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> Your mom but, digs them. Yeah, <laughs> she digs them. I uh, no, I've got the same uh, magnifier that you've got, Whitey, and I I use that little dot too, and it sucks. <laughs> I just yeah, can't does. do the it's, same uh-uh. same thing. Yeah, and Scott, you ain't lived yet. Yep. So wait, wait, wait till you you decide to take the le- the leap over to the optimizer. Yeah. You're it's game changing. That, that magnifier that I have is it's almost ten inches wide. Oh, it's big. I know. So it's and it's it's. I mean, it is a big magnifier, so I don't know if the if the Optivisor is even a, a better, you know, or, uh, a higher magnification than what's in the um, the my magnifier. But I'm just kind of used to using the magnifier. I'm not saying that I'm not going to go buy one of these right, things because right, right. I'm like, well, I'm go check it out. You know, if it if it, if it even makes it better. But um, I'm just you know I'm just so particular with how I build, and I'm used to using that yeah. thing, and it's just I'm comfortable with it. Well, but, Going back to the the type of uh, optifizer that Whitey and, and Fro y'all got that that white one with the LED light and the clip on magnifier lenses, I've got a box of those lenses over here. I got pissed off one night at something I was doing and heaved that thing across the room because it was so heavy. And uh, well, let's just say I went back to the old style and I've got some of those uh, lenses as y'all want them. So that's why I like the one that I got. It's not heavy at all, so it's not like you know, it's pretty mm. light. Yeah, I don't know. I don't find it heavy, man. I disagree. I see what you've got in your hand. But yeah, it's pretty heavy. It's not. 
right. and it's the headband style vice the yeah. glasses. I wasn't going to get oh, the, glasses the glasses tight yeah. because yeah. the glasses Frillo's tight, the you know, glasses. I don't want them resting on my nose. I don't like the things behind my ears. Uh, you know, and it, with this thing, it, you know, the headband, tight, it goes on your noggin and, uh, you're good to go. It's not going to move around, flip it up and down if you need to. And, um, you know, it's got the light and all that kind of goofy stuff. Yeah. I just got this old school thing that's all falling apart, but I mean, it works. I'm, like I'm sorry, but it is funny as shit when when you <laughs> just put those fuck things on and your eyeballs are like. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put those pictures on the model shack because I think they're great. <laughs> they're hilarious, man. I think they're I think they're great. So, all right. Yeah, so every, every, every time I see that, I'm like. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> you've definitely graduated into some sort of other realm of modeling once uh, you've yeah, uh, yeah. once you've made that step, man. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm I need, proud to I be need, here. I need to get a pair. I, I I want to join the club. I just you do. You need to I join do. the club. I, I, I want to join the club. I will get a pair. Just trust me, because I, I I'm sure they're awesome. So I will I will check them out. They really do make a difference, anyway. So, and that's not the tool and tip of the week, there, my friends. But <laughs> so that's pretty damn close. Go it is it close. Like, yeah, yeah, it's close. Well, we were talking about Kitty Hawk helicopters and blade fold, and I had made the comment that Res Kit has fixed that. So I, that's going to now segue myself over to the one thirty second F one eleven escape module from Res Kit. Did y'all see that come out on the? Yeah, that's, interwebs. Pretty that's pretty cool. Um, I, and I don't know how I miss that being an ejection seat guy. You know, it's, uh, that's a, I, I got to pick one up and that's a, one of those, the nose section of the Lancaster and the one thirty second, the nose heart deal that, uh, uh, Hong Kong models did. It was at Hong Kong models. I think did. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got to get one of those too, but yeah, I love the, what they're doing with these just sections of the airplanes in thirty second scale. Well, Wing uh, Wings is going to do a forward section too before yeah. they went away. Well, they did. Let's see what Bo- let's see what Border does, right? But yeah, um, I just thought the thirty second F one eleven A module was pretty cool. And Res Kit, man, their stuff is off the hook anyway. Yeah, that Cadrons of it look pretty sharp. Yeah. Uh, on the armor side, I saw that Tacom has a uh, one sixteen scale. Man, these armor guys are doing this one sixteen scale. That's like our one eighteen scale uh, Harrier stuff. You know, at, at what point does it start to to get toyish? I don't know. You know it's so big, right? But um, this yeah, is but the, uh, I mean, they're they're pretty neat though. I have that. I bought that one eighteen scale Harrier. I yeah. don't know. Why, I don't know why the hell I did, but the box is like barely fits in my freaking storage room you know? yeah it's funny i was in uh koblenz germany and i actually texted whitey because i found one in a hobby shop over in germany and said oh i need to pick this up and bring it back i didn't know how i was going to get it home oh i had set it in my lap in the airplane man that's a long flight on the thonza to have a 18th scale harrier sitting in my lap it could be your like pillow <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and on that one you know since you brought it up i Sean King over at Prime Model Works there on YouTube. He he had built that jet. I guess there's a lot of issues with the cockpit as far as the uh the uh fit of it and the actual overall scale, the way things go. Um and there's some fixes to it, but it's a lot of work. Um anyhow, this Tacom 116th, it's an M50A1 Antos with the interior. And I saw the pictures on uh 
the modeling news and it's it's a pretty wicked looking piece of tracked armor man so uh had to i gotta, throw it in I gotta get on here and look at it real quick because i have no idea what it even looks like oh uh, it's it, it's cool i don't know what one of those is that's my armor knowledge at work for you yeah i don't i don't have a lot of armor knowledge either but going through and looking at the website i saw it and i was like what the hell yeah uh, and then when the, you throw the interior detail in at that scale uh, oh man yeah it's pretty cool and then too and speaking of res kit They've got uh, some resin pylons for the P8 in a weapons bay coming out soon. Well, the pylons are coming out, I think, pretty quick, and the weapons bay is coming a little, little bit down the road. Nice man for the yeah. big plane kits. P8, yeah. the new big big planes kit. So, uh, anyhow. New new kits on street. That's what I got. Have you all seen anything out there that's caught your eye or has uh, sparked your interest? Anything uh, for the folks out there? In yeah, I, 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 I've been disengaged. You know what I mean? Yeah. So well, I haven't seen anything. That's that's understandable <laughs> in your situation. Uh, uh, after my resin stuff, I got a uh, you know something that caught my eye was a uh, cat four resin. They make some some uh, neat little stuff. A lot of U.S. Navy stuff, hence the name Cat 4, I suppose. Cat 4. Um, but the uh, EA-6B Prowler, they got a tail fin for the Connecticut now. The uh, football antenna are up there. Yep. And also they do a EA-6A conversion for the uh, Hobby Boss A6. Now, I don't know oh. if that – the one thing I got to look at is I was looking at the instructions online for it. It doesn't specify whether you're – base kit is an a6e or an a6a the hobby boss a6e or a um and the nose I'm, is different the nose is is a lot different on the yeah it wasn't EA6A. well the, the ea6 didn't well that's that's nose. what the yeah the nose and the, the, and the football tail and some other that's shit. what the conversion set is is a replacement uh, nose and a replacement tail cool but the ea the a6a mm-hmm. and, and the a6e the wing roots are different so what does the ea6a what what was the oh, base? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting at. I'm like, you know, what kit would I, what kit do I want to go with to if I'm gonna do that mod? Um, and I think I would the, just get the mod, get the get the set first, and then maybe in the set it says design for. No, like, that's what I'm saying. You know, it doesn't. Yeah, I looked at the instructions. Oh, it doesn't. I'm sorry. And sorry, it just yeah. says Hobby Boss A6. Huh. And, you know, so I'm like, um, I, I recall Dave Roof pointing out some differences on the A6A and E. Uh, wing because there's a vent on the on the starboard side leading edge of the A6E, I believe. There's a an intake, a small cooling vent intake that I don't believe is on the uh, A6A. Now is that on the EA6A? I have no idea. You know, I'd have to look at some. I have the detail yeah. and scale book up here behind uh, me. Yeah. So I'd go ahead and you know, I I would be, prior to prior to pulling the trigger on it, I would I would I look say, at that. If you could- if you can wait till I get home, I can take a look at because um, I got both kits. Because, but I'm building that uh, Ravel monogram EA6A, yeah, and it's pretty accurate. It's pretty decent, so I can take a look at it and see where the where the differences are. Yeah, that's right. That detail and scale book's going to come in handy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man. But anyway, that that Cat Four stuff looks really nice. It's they do nice, mold, nicely molded items, mm-hmm. uh, nice clean resin. Yeah. Frill, you got anything out there that's uh, hit the streets that 
No, the only, last thing I saw was uh, was it uh, who ICM's got that MI seventeen? Is it ICM's yep. got the, the MI seventeen? Yep. Yeah, yep. coming out. It'd be kind of a cool little helicopter to do. Yeah, but well, no, uh, I think. Go ahead. That, I think that's about it that I saw that caught my eye that was coming out. Well, I, I do want to touch real quick. And, and all right, so Scott, before you start throwing plates at me and spoons and hammers and all that other stuff, I know, I know it might be cheating, but you know, uh, we 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 uh, I just did a video not too long ago about the Quinta Studio three uh, uh, D printed cockpit stuff, and uh, Gordon over at uh, Sprue Brothers hit me up and. There's another company out there called uh, Babibi Model 3D. They're out oh. of Turkey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he, he actually sent me a, a couple examples of their uh, 3D cockpit decal sets. Yeah. Uh, one for the Phantom. Um, so it looks it looks pretty good, man. So I'm, I'm going to break it open. I'm going to break out a test mule and, and throw some stuff on there and check it out and do a little video on it. But cool. uh, that's a new pro I've never heard of a place uh, out of Turkey called BB and they've got it over on the Sprue brothers website. You can check it out. So uh, part of their, their new arrivals, but looks pretty, pretty promising. They make um remove before flight tags. So yes. I got some of their remove before flight tags. Yep. He sent me a, a set of those as well. Uh, and I can say those do look pretty spiffy. I'm I'm kind of an Edward guy when it comes to the room before flight text because I can form them with my fingers and put them the way I want them to to get them crinkled up. Uh, but yeah, that's you know, the that's the only sort of drawback to those decal kind of remove before flight tags is I, I mean they they look great on the paper, right. but they're really hard to mold because you want them to hang naturally, you right. know. Um, I, not most, straight. Yeah, most um, removable for flight. I don't think of removable for flight that can <laughs> defy gravity, kind of thing. And they right. just look more natural when they hang properly and drape over the bomb racks or whatever, you know. And, and that that whatever that decal material, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't look. Yeah, you can't crease it and get it to where it lay the way you want it to. And that's that's a technique I learned from you there, Mister Nemo. So uh, appreciate that. But it's and that's why I like Jointly. about that. The Edward, Edward, there, Whitey, uh, Edward stuff, Edward, yeah. I don't think there's a J in there. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm busting on Whitey's balls here. Uh, How do I pronounce? I say Edward. Edward. He doesn't. Edu Whitey, Edward. Whitey's not putting a J in it. Say it again. Edward. Is Ed it E D U A R D? Right. I hear a yeah. G in there. Uh -oh. Anyway, it's an accent thing. I reckon. Listeners, what do y'all think? I reckon. I reckon. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, I want to ask y'all new kiss. And I know Nemo, you haven't got anything. Not at your. I got something. Did you? Yeah. Well, you did, but you, you went and met somebody to pick it yeah, up. So it's not like, a mail call, but go ahead. Yeah. So, um, actually, um, hold on a second. Give me somebody else. I got to, <laughs> right, I want to, cause I, I want to look up the guy's name. He's a no. super nice guy. His name's Steven, but I want to look up, let me get okay. his last name. Cause he's a really good dude. We had a good conversation. So right. we'll come me, back to you. Yeah. 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 Give me a second. So, so Frillo hit me up. What'd you get? Um, the only thing I picked up was I, Whitey threw me a bone. We were talking a while back and I'm looking for the Kitty Hawk, um, single seat Cougar F nine F Cougar. And uh, I guess he came across a photo of, 
a shelf at uh, Frontline Hobbies over Stanton, Virginia. And uh, he's like, Old hey, Frontline. Yep. He's like, hey, check it out. They got one. And I was like, I wonder if they do, you know, orders over the phone. So I found their number and I hit them up. And sure enough, they do. And I got a good price on it. And they sent it out priority today. So I'll have it in my uh, in my hanger here before too long. I want yeah, to I want deal. to jump in here and say hobby shop shout out wise. You've heard us talk about frontline hobbies many many times, and it is freaking awesome. That's what I one of the best little hometown hobby shops I think I've been in in years and years, uh, and I think that's great. You could just call them like that. Yeah. They've got a website. You can look at their inventory on the website. But you did that from a picture from a text. Yeah. And that's wicked. Yeah. And uh, and so as I was, you know, checking out with them, you know, I kind of dropped a little bug about, you know, hey, I'm the raffle coordinator for our upcoming inaugural PaxCon this October. And we're, you know, if they would be inclined to, you know, give a donation or something for the raffle. And they said they were. That's and they were awesome. put in the box. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool of them. Awesome. Awesome. So that, there's your hobby shop shout out to, again, for Frontline Hobbies in Stanton, Virginia there, listeners. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, go, go okay. Nemo, go. Okay, so anyway, so I found, well, this is really all, this is Vince's fault, because he was working on uh, that two-tone green and gray OA4M, the monogram kit. So I was like, man, that's that's a pretty neat scheme. I wouldn't mind doing that. And I've got the um, furball sheet. So I'm like, you know, I, I want to see if I can find one of the monogram OA4M kits. Of course, Gabe was giving me shit because he's like, oh, why don't you just use, <laughs> I knew this guy that put this, had this really good conversion for a Hasegawa kit. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I get it. You know, I'd love to do that, but it, the monogram kits are just so easy, you know, yeah. it's just, it's just a couple pieces, poop, fall together. But so all I mean, Gabe's not wrong. Race, he's race right. lines too, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's kind of fun. Yeah, I like, they don't, don't bother me. They don't bother yeah. me. But he, I mean, Gabe's right. Like that, the, it would be better if I could use the Hasegawa kit with his conversion because I'm I'm sure it's going to fit perfect. But anyway, long story short, I found a guy um, on Facebook. He was selling down the graveyard. Um, he was selling one of the monogram kits, and we struck a deal, great price. And uh, he's here in Jacks, where you know where I am. So I met him. Met, we met up and had again great conversations. His name's Stephen Breslin. Awesome dude. So, Stephen, if you're listening, uh, thanks again. I, pre- I really appreciate you hooking me up with the A4. And uh, but yeah, so I picked up a monogram A4, and it's the it's the boxing that doesn't say Marinis. It says oh, really? Marines on it, so it's the one that they fixed. Yeah. So I don't okay. know which one's more rare, the Marines, the Marines boxing or the Marines or the or the regular one. So yeah, anyway, I have I have both now. So it's- anyway, that's what I got. That's full. That's cool. You mentioned the uh, the graveyard. I, I've uh, been going back and forth with our friend Greg Cooper uh, from the gra- yep. graveyard. We met him. Well, you guys met him up at Omaha. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I guess the Verlinden thing is a done deal. And uh, I think cool. uh, for the listeners out there, we're going to have Greg on here before too long and kind of tell a little bit about that story and what's going on in the the industry itself uh, as far as. Uh, uh, scale models and well, if anybody and knows about is. it, it sure it, that would be Man, him. He's got his, he's got his, <laughs> he's got it bleep bleep. He's got his ear to the ground, doesn't he? Yeah, so. me, I just like build models, but that man, when I listen to him talk and all the detail, I was just like, <laughs> holy shnikes, yeah. you know? Yeah, he's a, he's a good dude and very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Whitey, 
What? Jeff Schwartz. Oh, okay, Jeff, man. What you, get, you know, man? so I have to, I had to bust out my intruder book here. Oh, oh he's me. looking. He's doing research for you there, Nemo. I did. And so I, I, if, yeah, if I'm going to buy that EA6A conversion, I'm going to get an A6E Hobby Boss kit because the, it does have that intake on the Stabid leading edge man. inboard. So. Sprue Brothers just had that on their Lightning deal. Sure did. Yeah, I know they did. Yeah, forty four bucks. That yeah. was a real good price for that. It was. I didn't pee the tea on it. I should have. Me too. Damn it. <laughs> anyway. So what? So right, so you did question. your research. What 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 you picked up, Whitey? Uh, did I mention? I don't. I'm not sure if I mentioned the uh, MQ4C that I bought last. I don't know if I mentioned I that in the last episode not. or not. Anyway, I picked up that from the Platts folks. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think where I got it exactly. I think it was an eBay. Is that the deal. one you had open up there at the uh, build? Yeah, yeah. Build day today, sitting on yeah, the table. Platts RQ4N is how it's boxed, but I'm going to build it as the MQ4C. Um, I did get some decals for it. Um, old Wolfpack decals yeah. has uh, the new Squadron VPU 19 on one of their sheets. And so I was able to find that from um, Fantasy Print Shop over in England. Mm-hmm. Um, she just arrived yesterday, actually. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and build that. What spurred me to buy that was, you know, Frildo mentioned the P8 earlier. So those things kind of work in conjunction with each other. So that's why I bought it. Yeah. Well, I, uh, myself, and thank you. Thank you for sharing that there, Whitey. But myself, I haven't picked up anything. Uh, oh. I'm, yeah, you did. Oh, I'm, I'm a liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I am a liar. I did get my first multimedia, full multimedia, all resin, 3D printed kit. Wait a minute. That wouldn't be multimedia if it's all one media. Oh, that's a point well taken. My first all resin 3D printed kit. How's that? Uh, From Iceman Collections. Uh, Gotta get the lingo down. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, So, yeah, Joel Mo. uh, Joel. Melendez, pronouncing that correctly, uh, owns uh, Iceman Collections out in Phoenix. And I got this uh, limited edition turbo prototype uh, trike. It's a drifting trike. It is just really cool. Uh, did a little video box uh, review of it on YouTube. Uh, you can check it out. Link it below but uh, in the uh, just show notes. But uh, pretty cool. And uh He's got some really cool stuff. If your car modelers out, yes, we're we're aircraft centric here at Model Geeks. I get it, but I like to build a little bit of everything, and uh, this is one of the things. Look, my dad grew up riding on Cushman, uh, was a Cushman Eagle or whatever it was when he was a kid. Uh, I grew up on motor scooters, and and look, when I saw that Cushman trike, I was like, yeah, I gotta have it, man. It's cool as hell. So, anywho, that's what I got new. Um, oh wait i got airfrix buccaneer too that's right you got the buccaneer yeah yeah oh shit when did you get it oh benny suggs from the club he uh did a hannitz uh run oh cool so i told him hey man if you okay did you open it what does it look like oh yeah yeah it looks great it looks like a big intake airplane Uh, i want to i want (laughs) to jump right in and build it to be honest with you no you won't (sighs) um yeah i'll wait i'll wait till i'm done with my I got to get this F-35 cleared, but no, it's a good looking kit. Um, you can definitely tell, you know, they've obviously, they've announced the later model for the Gulf War version, 
or the yeah. RAF version. And you can definitely see where that, you know, when they made this one, this provision to swap out that underside to, the, so, to that configuration. So didn't you want to do a Gulf War one? Yes. So but the one you got is not a Gulf War one? No, it's a Navy one. Because I didn't know beforehand that they were announcing a Gulf War one. Uh, okay, okay. That, that, I didn't know that, that piece of intel. Gotcha. Yeah, that came like a week later, and I was like, oh, ah, shit. right on. But I like the Navy one, too. It looks cool. I'm, I'm going to do yeah. it old school, like that gray with the, um, I'm going to do the the uh, 60 style rondelle with the uh, red, white, and blue, you know. That's cool. I'm sorry, the, man. Off the airplane. HMS Hermes. It's just, uh, that, that's one airplane that just does nothing for me. Oh, man. I'm going to do it. Folded wings. Canopy uh, open. Didn't. It didn't do anything for me either until I saw that Desert Storm markings, and I was like, "Yeah, Ugh. the Buccaneer's freaking awesome, man! It's cool with, with that funky looking tail, and speed brake, you know, and all yeah. that. That nose with the, yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, it's just goofy no, no. looking. I'll take a look at that kit. You know. Get a look see. Yeah, cool. swing by, take a look at it. Um, all right, very cool. I, I look, I've never been a Buccaneer fan, but uh. Like I said, the uh, Desert Storm markings, that's kind of changed my tune, and I guess I'm going to have to pee the tea on that one as, as well. So, Hey, modelers, have you ever struggled with how to display a contest-winning model or a project you completed after many years of work? How about protecting a model you built for a veteran or a family member? Well, Basis by Bill has a solution. Their museum-quality display cases are the perfect way to protect and enhance that special model. Built by modelers for modelers, bases by built display cases are available for any type of model and for any size. Check out their website at basesbybuild.com to see their new range of Astro cases, available in 18 different sizes, or to get your own custom built display case quote. Use the code GEEKS at checkout to apply a 10% listener discount to your order. That code again is GEEKS for 10% off. Bases by Bill. For all your display model case needs. All right, thanks, guys. So uh, let's move on over real quick into shows and contests. Uh, the first one being the uh, ODO and Nemo. I'm a little. My heart hurts know, that man. you won't make it, but I, I uh, don't. Well, it's not 100 percent for sure. But if we're working on that Saturday, then I won't make it. If I right. if we're not working on Saturday, then I'll be there. Well, a margarita at Chewy's is not going to be the same without. You know, Nemo there. Yeah, so. no kidding, man. Because <laughs> he's the only one that knows how to get there. Well, region 2, 148 skill, jet builders. Are rejoicing. Just, just, just had a sigh of relief. <laughs> you felt that? The earth like stopped spinning for a second. So you're telling me I, there, there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> anyway. You guys are uh, too much, man. <laughs> so, yeah, that's at Richmond International Raceway, the ODO, February 25th. Uh, that's, the a, next, that's an awesome show too man i'm all man. bummed that i'm not gonna whatever it is uh it is an awesome show y'all go uh, and represent the geeks we will we will absolutely i did get word back that we will not have room for a uh yeah. bro- broadcast setup um yep. vendor tables are sold out that's a good thing for them um but we go we are 
I, I should say, I'll take responsibility here since my collateral duty to do. No, you're okay, man. Do the liaison work. But, I, you know, they were like, yeah, we're sold out. And the fire code does, you know, because I said, hey, we have our own table. So if you just got a spot, you can stuff us. And they were like, man, we're jammed and something like that. Whatever. That's kind of good news, though. That means it shows gotten bigger. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that you know what we can always walk around and and do some video, maybe some uh, live stream stuff, and uh, yeah, obviously definitely. do do interviews and record them for you know later pods. So sure, uh, we can do that. <laughs> we we uh, always say that shit, and we don't yeah, ever well, end up doing it, man. Well, it's like we get, we're all walking around, seeing the models and yeah. buying stuff, and you're like, "Whoopsie, we forgot to record anything." Yeah. yeah. Oh well. Uh, <laughs> well, we get we get busy. Yeah. Right. So we get caught up in the moment, but. uh you know, no table this time. We need to uh, make a little bit extra effort, I guess. I, I, I also heard from Rock that uh, they're they're planning on being there. So detail and scale. They, oh, we'll just table, butt so. into. The, we'll just there we'll just uh, right there. That'll be our yeah. that'll be our home base. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what what kind of what I tell uh, in in a meeting I had the other day with uh, my government first equipment folks, I said, look. We, logistics we're coming in man we got we got the basketball and our elbows out we're, we're slinging back and forth trying to get in the key we're coming we'll do the same thing as the geek so um next one i have on my list here jack's con kicks off february 10th oh uh, i'll make that one there you go hosted by frildo's old club right the uh, yep. ipms first coast in uh jacksonville there at the uh was that the north Jas- jacksonville baptist church frildo is that right yes sir yeah, they used to be over at the University of North Florida, but they believe it or not, they out they outgrew it. Yeah. Like they're just Jackson's just gotten so big over That's the years. Good. And they needed some more space, more elbow room. That's good. So mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Shows. That's good. So yeah, uh if you can make it over there, Scott, man, take some. Yeah, I'll uh, be there. I should be able take, to make it. It's two days, right? Yeah. Yeah, Friday yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, I should be able to make it. Take take the zappers, man, and uh, hook them up. Scott know. could be the on the on scene reporter yeah. for the model yeah. geeks. I yeah. could, I could. I don't even. I don't know if do I have a model geeks oh. t shirt. I think I do. I think I got one. I don't know. Uh, we can get Allison to send you one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up on the uh, the list here, Model Fiesta Forty One happening at the New Braunfels Civic and Convention Center, New Braunfels. My old hometowns. Man, that was the first show I ever went to was the Model Fiesta back yeah. in like 90 or 89 yeah. or whatever it was. Got, yeah, see, I was gone. Got skunked. I was gone. So. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean my my model with my seams and everything didn't win an award? You know, that was my first like smack yeah. in the head. Like, hey, <laughs> I was like, go again. That was great. <laughs> you're, um, eh, you know, you're, um, uh, they're like, son, you got to eat. And yeah, you get, you know, uh, Scott, like, Scott got told sit in the corner and all he could say was Holy <laughs> Santa Claus shit. <laughs> God, I got and my then, ass handed then, to me. And then every time I asked, like, you know, what I just get the. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Anyway. Yeah, that's a great show. I, 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 I love going. We should. But that's the one we all went down to, and they loved y'all us. did. Yeah, they were like, "Who are all these Maryland guys?" <laughs> yeah, anyway, y'all yeah, did. So yeah, their Model Fiesta Forty One. That's on uh, February eleventh. That's coming up real soon. Uh, hosted by IPMS Alamo Squadron, 
Uh, I've Thank never you. been there. These guys have raved about it. They do a great job of uh, hosting that show. So if you're in the area, hit it up. What you got, Frildo? I was gonna say Justin cleaned up good when he was when he was there. So when when does Justin not clean up good? Justin always cleans up, man. Like he, everything he took, like placed. You know, he had to get a no shit. Go get a wheelbarrow to haul his stuff out. He had a wheelbarrow to take his stuff out of Nats. It was called Will Patson. That's what Justin yeah. does. Yeah. He walks yeah. in, he flies in yeah. a private airplane, and then wins his stuff and has somebody cart his stuff home for him. I keep telling him, I'm like, dude, you go to <laughs> if you go to Nats where you can drive and take all your stuff, you better bring yeah. a freaking U-Haul to put all your damn old belt buckle <laughs> awards. You know, yeah. freaking Justin, he's he's good. He's good at his craft. There's no doubt about it. it does not suck. At no building. No. All right, so there you go, Model Fiesta, like I said, uh, in New Braunfels at the uh, Civic, New Braunfels Civic and Convention Center. That's on uh, February 11th. So if you're in the area, check it out. Uh, The next one I have on my list here is Heritage Con 2023. That's being held up in uh, Ontario uh, at the Canadian Warplane Heritage Museum in Hamilton, and that's on Sunday, March 26th. Now, the the thing I'm really looking forward to this – a, a, I'm going. So Annette and I are, are going on vacation that and, and heading up to Canada, the uh, the Great White North, eh? And, uh, of course, this is the same group that puts on the Musaroo Cup, which is the competition between all the podcasts uh, with the unknown kit up to uh, Nat's, um, what do you want to call it? announcement at that point. But uh, what a great group of folks up there. And I'm I'm really looking forward to to Heritage Con. Uh, it Frildo and I actually we we had the opportunity uh, just last night to sit down with uh, Duncan Young and Alan Morell from Heritage Con, uh, and we got this little uh, nugget here for you guys to listen to. Tell you all about what's happening up there at the uh, Canadian Warplane Heritage Museum uh, next month in March. So here we go. Okay, Geeks, uh, as we said, we are fortunate enough tonight to have a couple of very special guests. Uh, we have uh, Duncan Young and Alan Morell from up in the Great White North, our Canadian brothers. Welcome, guys, to the show. Uh, glad to have you here, and I'm looking forward to talking a little Heritage Con 2023. How y'all doing tonight? Good. And it's good to be here. Thank you for asking us on. Yeah, yeah. same from my end as well. And Frollo? I got you. I, I didn't leave yeah, you out. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, thanks for t- thanks for taking the time to come by and talk to us. I wish the other guys were here with us, but they had stuff that came up, and uh, so you just got me along with Darren tonight. So, yeah. How are things up there in uh, the Great White North? Pretty cold for you guys. You uh, uh, snowed in. Well, we had a, we had a dump of snow yesterday. Not snowed in. It gets uh, cleared up pretty quickly here. We're lucky infrastructure works very well but uh we're we're excited for the show yes yes and so are we i'm uh i'm looking forward to coming up there and uh seeing you guys meeting y'all uh finally per- in person i think that's going to be a lot of fun um uh, my uh only second trip to canada in my lifetime going up there in the service doesn't count because you really don't get to see much so no you don't I'm, no <laughs> nope nope and you see an airfield the- and that's about it I was like, where'd you go the first time? I was uh, up at uh, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Uh-huh. Did a couple of weeks up there uh, with the snowbirds back uh, 
I'm going to date myself now, but it was their 30th anniversary at that time. Oh, um, so it was a good time. Uh, not much up there. Uh, so, some flat. some pretty stout beer. I remember that. Uh, but yeah, it's flat. There's not much at all. I've the anyway, um, museum several times. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I'd see. There you go. Didn't even know there was a museum there. So I really didn't make it much past the hotel. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but I'm looking forward to uh, checking out Hamilton uh, in, let's see, March, right? Well, the last yeah, uh, Sunday in March. Yeah, March 20. Yeah, March 26th at the Canadian Warplane Heritage Museum in Hamilton, Ontario. What a great venue. Um, you know, we were talking a little bit before uh, about uh, inspiration and, and being able to walk around the aircraft and all that jazz. But, you know, wow. I'm looking forward yeah, to it. Just, I, just, I love museums. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I remember I went to the, um, the Air Force Museum up in Dayton, Ohio, a couple of years ago. And... It was just amazing, like the different airplanes, like the Enola Gay was there, you know, and mm-hmm. just different ones because they had the presidential aircraft hangar too, where you go and yes. all this prior Air Force Ones that presidents have used throughout the years are parked there. Then they also have the X planes over there, like the uh, the last Valkyrie. surviving uh, Valkyrie. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's, that's yeah, an amazing it, museum. Oh yeah, it's crazy. They had that thing parked in there in the back, and they have all these other airplanes up underneath it. So it's crazy mm-hmm. how big that thing is. It is. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're, we're so, pretty lucky. Like, well, we're, we are lucky to have like this is where we have our club meetings. So last Wednesday we had a you know our in person club meeting, and you know one of our members is is contemplating or at some point in their build build queue is a, is an F five and he wants to do it in the scheme of the same aircraft that's at the museum, and so that that aircraft's parked inside. And, you know we're having our seminars and things of that nature, chit chat, and he. He can do a full 360, spend an hour walking around that That's aircraft nuts. from two feet away. Um, he's snapping photos left, right, and center. The gun pods opened up. And, you know, I think it helps with even with, you know, member recruitment. We have a new member come in, and they're talking about wanting to build a Lancaster. And like, well, there you go. There it is. You want to see what the engines look like? You know, they've got all the covers off. They're doing winter maintenance right now, and it's it's pretty cool. So, and I'm a tank guy, and so you know, <laughs> there's no t- there is a laugh parked out front. <laughs> that, that is oh, one is thing, but um, but it's full of aircraft, so it's pretty cool. So well, you're, you're tank, you, oh, go ahead, Alan. As Alan Lancaster, we've said just to let you know, we've uh, been given a border model Lancaster to the raffle at, at the show, which should become a big draw for our raffle. So, wow. oh yeah, they only made. Uh, they only made like what five hundred of them to begin with. I, I think yeah, something like five to eight hundred. They built some like kits, and they're not planning on making any more right now. No, no. no That'd be not. our star so. prize for our raffle. Oh wow, that's very nice. I'm the raffle coordinator for uh for our model show that's coming up in October. Yeah, we're yeah, we're lucky. So. We have quite a quite a good raffle selection. I've got a lot of contacts within the uh, manufacturers and uh, also. A couple of distributors, so we get all our raffle prizes from directly manufacturers and the distributors locally, and they're always a good support. Yeah, and the vendors that are, you know, even at the show, yes. often like I was helping at the vendor table last year, and people running over and say, "Hey, take, uh, you know, here's some uh, Goodman sanding blocks and put them in the raffle." You know, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah, we've got a pretty good relationship with some companies and stuff too. So yeah, I'm looking helps. forward to it. Yeah, it it does. So how long so, has uh, how long has this show been going on? How long have you guys been putting it on? 
this this is the 15th year uh we had the break oh, okay. of the pandemic for a couple of years but i've been doing it personally for 11 years now so oh, all right 15 years i'll become the, my, uh, my first heritage gun was was heritage gun four i believe it was four in 2009 and then i yep. relocated to ottawa for a period of time and, and you know left the club and um, and then came back in 2019 for Heritage Gun 2019, so it have been number 13. Um, and for me, it was having been away for almost a decade. Um, well, I guess it was a decade. Um, the club had grown. The show had gotten bigger. Like when we were judging Armour in, in 09, we had two categories. We had maybe 10 tables of models and you know a couple of vendors, and we used up. You know, they hardly had to move planes around in the aircraft hangar. Uh, whereas now, like, there's aircraft parked outside. We've got, you know, what, Alan, 130 vendor tables that yep. are, we could sell another oh, wow. 50 if they had the space, right? It's, it's, the show is really, you know, for me, seeing, knowing what it was, and we were been going to what, 2019, and then really post pandemic, our show last year, 2022, the first, you know, show back after a couple of years, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, you know, I can relate to that because up here locally next month, we have our annual um, ODO, the uh, Old Dominion Open up here at Richmond yeah. International Raceway. And I, when I went, first went to it in 2009, it was like that at first. It was kind of small, yep. you know, really not a whole lot there. And then just over the years, like the popularity of it has grown yep. so much that they're looking to expand into another area of the uh, place where they have it because it's gotten so big. And it's like one of the premier shows in our, in region two, because the IPMS rules or language yeah. we're up here in region two. So, yeah. And it's like one of the, one of the better pre premier shows, honestly. Yeah. We have about 900 balls on the table and we had 2,200 people last year. So that was wow. our biggest yet. So, but we're the biggest fundraiser, the museum too, with museum love. Now we bring the most in to the museum in one day. Which is that I think we do for the show. This show is all charity. It's all for the museum. It's not for the club or anything else. So. Yeah. So, so tell us, uh, tell us a little bit more about Harriscon. You know, the, uh, the, the, th is there a theme this year? Uh, what do you have, uh, you know, uh, what, what, what's going on? Let's uh, let our listeners know. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can bring some people up that way. So. Over to you, Duncan. Yeah, sure. Um, there's no specific theme. We we have a number of theme awards, uh, or I guess I should say best of awards that have themes to them. Mm -hmm. um, so we are an IPMS uh, chapter, and so we follow a sort of IPMS structure and and rules or IPMS Canada rules. We have our own slight variations on different things, and in, in terms of you know how the rules are are structured, just to again, you run a show for 15 years, and our head judge um, little things that like just makes sense for our show and, and how we go about judging, but it is an IPMS uh, structured judging program. So it's a, you know, first, second, third by category. Um, there's 83 different categories this year, all your typical aircraft, armor, um, ships, figures. And then we have our, we call our miscellaneous and within miscellaneous is, um, you know, sci-fi, Gundam, Mecca, those other, uh, you know, categories that way. Um, we have our, you know, People's Choice Award. Everyone, you know, puts a sticker on a on a sheet, and those those are all different every year, depending on what what people are. You know, the people who are attending are enticed to. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, best armor, best aircraft, best figure, and then 
judge's choice that you know lands on that. Um, and then we have a series of um, sort of special, what we call patron awards, and they're often um, either it's uh, you know in memorial of someone or another even another club that is is sponsoring this award. You know, uh, best modern armor. Um, there's a one of the the best ofs is a, um, a fighter plane flown by a Canadian pilot in World War II. So again, that's a very category. If you're you're gearing for that award or you you, you fall within that category, you know, you check your box on the form. Oh, and nice. You're, you're you're not necessarily you're judged as part of your category, but then the patron group of that award are going to look at you know anyone who's within that category and, and judge it according to their criteria. Yeah, we um, had that similar to that in our IPMS land as well. Yeah. Um, one of the nice things we well new things this year for awards we were shifting to a new. We've often given away a um, a medal with a necktie, kind of like if you're running track and field. In this case, you're yep. building models and. Um, we're, we're trying a new award this year. We're, we're having uh, small medallions cast, gold, silver, bronze, little medallions in a, in a gift box. And, and then we have our best of awards that are getting done up as well this year. So that, they'll be kind of neat to see how those turn out this year. Something new too, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we've noticed with our show is we've seen last year a big influx of younger people and, and e- even uh, parents bring their children along to learn, which is a big surprise to us. And we had a big in, uh, influx last year of, uh, of children, which was great to introduce them to the hobby. And what we also do is try to attract that. We have the, the 501, the Rebel cosplayers from Star Wars. They come to the mm-hmm. show to try and also keep that theme and uh, make it more of an event for the family rather than just the modeler. So. One of the uh, the cat contest categories I see you guys have that really kind of uh, – Stokes me is the Antonov Award. Oh, yes. The, uh, with yeah. the best Ukrainian subject. Yeah. And in that's, fact, uh, we've had, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and that started before the Ukrainian War. It started uh, four years ago. Is that right? Yeah, because we have a, a, a member who's Ukrainian and uh, he's always supported the Antonov type of award. He, yeah. he sponsors that himself. That's a, that's a really cool one right there. Um, so now, with you, like in the last, I would say, oh, five, six years or so, we are seeing a huge influx in the sci-fi area with the addition of Gundams yes. that are starting to show up at uh, like our local shows and stuff here at the Nats. You know, are you guys seeing is that trend happening as well up there with you guys in Canada where you're starting to see a lot more of the Gundams on the tables than you did years past? Yeah, def- definitely. I'm saying we've uh, tried to increase that category and area to allow more and more people to enter because we're finding, yes, a, a lot more people. And especially in um, Toronto, it's very big in Toronto, Gundam. So, Gumpla. I know uh, a quick story. Whitey was uh, judging uh, Gundams at the last uh, at MarauderCon <laughs> last year. And he's kind of got put into it. And the four of them, honestly, like the models were so good that they had a hard time figuring out who first, second, and third were because <laughs> yes. they were all like just amazing. Yeah, they're, they're good. And it's also, it's almost an art form in its own, own right. <laughs> yes. I, I, I can see how it's, it's as an accessible genre and category, right? Like, so I'm approaching 40, but grew up watching things like Band of Brothers, all these, that stuff. And, and I've always been geared to you know, World War II subject matter and, but I, I, my son, he's five. Um, we, I bought in some of those sort of main 
you know, a little Sherman, but that's, that's it, it, it only captures his interest for so long. But we've put together more than two, less than a half a dozen Gundams. Snap tight. He can put things together. He clips things off the sprue. Mm-hmm. He's watching Transformers on TV, so he sees a relation between TV and what he's building. But the Gundam, because it's um, articulated, it becomes a toy after. That's what I'm noticing, right? Like, we built this Sherman. We've painted it. It's now Dad's view is it should shit on the shelf. What does yeah. he want to do with it? He wants to ram it, it into a, ram it into something, right? And the well, gun I mean, becomes an action figure. We all did <laughs> so, that, right? I was yeah. zooming around with airplanes. And That's right. I was putting firecrackers in them, yeah. and you know, That's just right. all that jazz when we were kids. So, oh, to be young again, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Uh, I, let me circle back to rules real quick because I want to. I think Duncan, you and I went back and forth. I think started really the conversation with a, sure. a question about the rules and uh, this particular one. And and I want you know any of our American IPMS folks that are heading up that way, they need to pay attention to this one. Uh, that's why it caught my eye. Oh, that one. Models that have won a best of or a first place yes. in an IPMS Canada or an IPMS USA. And here's the one. Or local competition prior to March 25th, 23. It's not eligible. That's an awesome rule. <laughs> I love that rule. Yeah, it kind of like levels, evens out the playing field. New well, blood. It's just, you know, that keeps people, it, it keeps the tables fresh. You don't yeah, end up seeing the same stuff yeah. over we, and over again. That's one ones we had that for some time now because we did find that you saw the same models coming back with the locals that you didn't want to see year after year. <laughs> so yeah. that's one of the reasons that came on, and it makes a lot of sense. And I think it helps to just say level the field for everybody. That's right. Yeah. So good stuff. I just want my, my hat was off uh, to you guys for yeah. that that one rule. That's that's yeah. I think that's a pretty good rule. We might need to think about adopting that one ourselves. Then. <laughs> Yeah. You anger, you'll anger the gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the other thing we, we find is trying to encourage even our members to enter anything. It doesn't matter if it's a, a world class model. I think just enter the sake of entering it makes conversation. Yeah, exactly. gives It gives you uh, some encouragement, gets conversation going. I think that's, that's the more members our club enter, the better. I like you know, even juniors. My 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 two children enter every year. Not in the yeah. hope of winning, but in the hope of just showing something and getting conversation going. Yeah, so absolutely. Great. We, we preach that to the guys down here yeah. in all the podcasts as often as we can. But really with our local group, we have so many guys down here that, that are building. They go to like Richmond uh, up there, where, you know, our ODO or, or wherever it is. We have like six different shows or five different shows this area down here each year. They're all great and they show up, but they don't put anything on the table. And it's like, but, you made the, but you made the drive. Yeah, you may drive, put it out there, you know. it's uh, Let's talk about it. Look, get some inspiration from the others. Uh, and, you know, I'm living proof. Blind squirrel finds a nut every now and again. You know? You never know. Just, well, you I never think, know. Put it out there. I think for us, like, Heritage Con, just in the time of year, right? we, as we talked at the beginning, winter. Winter is real, right? And so we we are the, I think, for yeah, with our first show of the season. And this year is going to Really, we were one of the only shows last year, at least in Ontario, because of people just getting organized coming out of the pandemic. Whereas this year, I think we know Ottawa is having their show in the fall. Uh, IPMS London, who's not far from where we are, is also in the fall. So we're seeing that everyone getting back on cycle and 
And, you know, we know that people are coming to visit us in March, making the trip from wherever, whether they're coming up from, you know, New York State or down your way or, or other parts, you know, all the way from, you know, you're going to be passing people or racing people on the 401, Darren, back to Quebec. Uh, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, probably. They're, they're, they're coming from Montreal and Quebec down to us as well. But we're going to go to them, right, and support their shows yeah, through the sure. rest of the year. And, you know, if they're bringing stuff to our show, we doing the same thing to the you know drop and put yeah. stuff on tables at their show too right yeah we pretty much do that same thing down here it's uh, yeah. scratching each other's back and helping each other out i mean that's yeah. what we do as modelers right we uh band together so yeah. camaraderie you had mentioned last year's show so based on last year what what, what type of numbers are you guys expecting this year and got any type of uh forecast or way of forecasting we're expecting more i mean we're getting close to museum's capacity in fact we we, we filled the car park again last year so but um we are expecting probably about 2500 people this year i mean vendor table sold out in 10 days and that's the first time in history to sell out so quickly oh wow so the, the demand how many there, vendor tables did y'all uh 130 and i have a waiting list of 40 people <laughs> oh my goodness gracious so, okay so first note to self be there early yeah always a good one. yeah so we could talk about some of the logistics so the show is nine to four yeah. Um, is the doors open at nine? Obviously, vendors and people are setting up from I think about seven a.m. between seven a.m. and nine. Yes. And uh, last year there was a bit of an unclement. Uh, the, the weather was a little bit of ice and rain, and so they, they instead of having people who were lining up at like eight fifteen to get in, we opened the doors a bit early to you know it's cold, it's wet. <laughs> let's let's let some people sure. in. But uh, I think you know first show past the pandemic. What's the first thing? You know, are they getting models on the table? or Are you hitting the vendors? <laughs> And I think there was that sort of first stampede right over to the, yeah. the vendor area. But, uh, um, yeah. Last year, we also had, because we didn't know, you know, I think we were all anticipating this big surge coming out of COVID. People had been building, you know, two kits a month for two years. Yeah. Um, so we, we had placed a, a registrant limit of no more than five five kits. Um, this year, we've we've removed that. Now, uh, our head judge's voices in my head as we do have this sort of also within the rules a uh, sort of no more than about a half a table i believe is what your entries yeah. can can occupy so for example if you've been building nothing but you know two foot by two foot dioramas uh for the last couple of years well you really only can bring two of those just to right. try to provide space but if you've been building you know 170 second aircraft well, there's a lot of aircraft that can be fit in four foot by four foot space right yeah. um so there's no limit on entries um, and then the other thing that's changed this year is last year we we, we uh, trialed a, an online registration system. And really, if you wanted your uh, model to be judged, um, it had to have registered in advance. And again, that was trying to gauge numbers and ha- you know not have a more than we could accommodate. Um, mm-hmm. We've taken that away this year. We've gone simply back to the register on the day. You can get your form early and fill that all out and just bring it with you. Um, and that's just as we're we're moving towards a new registration system for last year. So we're going back in time, pre-COVID. It's worked before. Um, but as Alan said, I think, you know, we have less COVID restrictions this year than we did last year. Last year, you guys would have been really hard-pressed to come up from the States. Yeah. That's not here yeah. anymore, right? So yeah. Buffalo will easily make it. Anyone from Buffalo, which less than two hours away will be up um and just less going on that way right you know 
So I think that'll be more. People are doing things again, even more so than they were last March. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing, it's good to get back though. It is you know, to get back into that routine. And I know I look forward to the year. Like I'll gauge like what time of the year it is by what shows coming up. And it's like, Oh yeah. You know, and there's some like, I'll bring stuff that I know doesn't stand a snowball's chance of winning anything. <laughs> But it was good to get around people again and friends that you made and going to like you see the same, you know, the, the usual suspects up here going to our shows that, on the circuit up here. And you get to know these guys, you know, yeah. and you don't get to hang out with them for a little while. You're like, oh, man, I wonder what they're up to, you know. And, and then when you see them, you're like, so what are you working on? And they go on. You're like, oh, man, you know, and you're just reconnecting with people yep. was it's pretty a, nice. Yeah, out of, uh, yeah. yeah you know, exactly. You know, yeah. it was like on a like a scene out of Goodfellas where he was walking into the bar that they did the <laughs> yes. heist and he was all in uh what's his name? Al Pacino was like, Hey, you know, he's meeting everybody at the door. And <laughs> yeah. that's the one, one thing about our show that uh, makes me frustrated is that I can't get talked to everyone so much because running the show is hard to be able to yeah. talk to everybody. But uh, that is the, the social side is a great part of the show as well. Uh, the other thing we've got coming back this year is presentations again in the past we've had presentations from uh pretty well-known modelers we've had me ammo those sort of people at our show in the past mark rinaldi and those but this year we've uh, got two more presenters coming and we can announce today duncan go ahead who we've got you mentioned the first um one. well chris siever is, is coming up um luft i'm gonna get this number wrong from is coming up to do a seminar and and our other presenter is uh uh Mr. Panzermeister uh, 36 himself Evan McCallum's was already coming oh, to our yeah. show for, down from Hamilton and so he's going to be doing a, an armor tutorial as well so we've got we have the aircraft people covered and we have some armor folks covered off so that that's going to be uh, really cool to have uh, some lo- they're both Canadian that's a nice thing for us they're both yeah. both local you know Ontario guys who are going to be and well known right they're 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 well known around the world from being on podcasts like this, podcasts, and yeah. YouTube, and their Facebook channels, yeah. and and so it's gonna be really cool to have them in person and, and putting on a couple seminars. And of I course, we have the announcement. Sorry. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, of course, we got the announcement of the biggest uh, prize as well. The other big competition gets announced at the show, Duncan. Yeah. Well, yeah, the the Mooseroo, of course. <laughs> the old Mooseroo. Right. You know, I will say. I I did it for us last year, and yep. uh, when I got my kit, I was like, "What the heck?" Is <laughs> I was like, "What? Where do I even begin?" <laughs> you know, I was like, "I'm in completely out of the wheelhouse," and was like, uh, is, this, "Is this a joke? Am I getting a real kit here soon?" Or <laughs> I I on the other hand, I was sitting in that little room there in Los in uh in Omaha when yeah. they came out with the kits. Yep, and handing them out, and I was like score <laughs> yeah oh, we're lucky. Lightspeed, yeah lightspeed global the local tribute they want to always support us by getting the kits for us and uh we had yeah. to we had to do the gun down one because that's one of their biggest sellers we had to support them as well as uh, give sure. to the, so. hey they was, <laughs> there, there was some for 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 the old farts that we're building they did some yeah. really good work on those yeah, guns they, on they did man we were, we were impressed <laughs> and it's so hard and, to judge and I was keeping it true to our roots. And when it came time, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to paint, you know, I'm going to put decals on this thing for like an F-18. So <laughs> yeah. I did. I did it up with like Jolly Rogers yeah. markings and kind of did a Jolly Roger color scheme on it. So they they weren't uh, easy to judge. Like, no, they weren't. Or, you know, and 
the same structure this year. You'll send in uh, your photos, and I'll yep. we'll just remind you the the due date. It's March eleventh uh, by midnight Eastern Standard Time is when you've got to have those your series of photos in. Um, but having you know participated in the judging last year and. It's all done on our computer screens, or in the case of Ian, uh, our head judge, he he throws it up on his 55-inch TV and really starts zooming around and, and looking there. So that's that's what you're looking at. But um, yeah, like my my wife helped. Like we sat down. Like it's like that thing. Like this is what you've been talking about, and we ran through <laughs> everyone's photos. And she's like, yeah, well, look, there's something going on in that one. And is it a photo issue or is it a paint issue, right? And oh, uh, they were they were all great, and they were all. They were everyone had gone a different route right and it was very clear you know aircraft fighter jet had that you know gray scheme to it and then we had um i think of dave's from uh from on the bench like he had gone that kind of weathered he'd done chipping and 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 that right and but everyone had gone a different way so it was pretty cool yeah it was certainly it was fun to build (laughs) i'm i'm having a lot of fun with the little p51 i'm hoping to finish it in time no i will i have it done here uh, <laughs> within the next couple of weeks so uh looking forward to getting the naming convention and uh getting this thing finished up so that i can start snapping some some finished pictures so yeah they've been Good everything stuff. we've been seeing online um you know following on the various channels is it's it's been you know it's been fun to watch that way so. yeah well it's always a blast and you know we, we have a, a very uh special relationship all of us between the podcast and uh it really shines uh through through this contest i, I want to thank you from from us to for, for putting that on it's really really cool good time like we started yeah we started back with on the bench and uh the uh, scout podcast guys when it all started and there's a it's, been, it's always been fun being involved with it and we and the podcast were amazing it helped especially the pandemic it's helped a lot with the modeling scene so we thank you guys we certainly just we, we do it just because we enjoy it. We enjoy the yep. uh, the people and we enjoy the hobbies. You know, and that's yeah. we're, I can promise you, there's nobody here getting rich and there's nobody here getting any extra time because we're doing this. <laughs> we're kind <laughs> no, of depleting both of those uh, assets regularly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, that's why about our club itself, as Hamilton, one of our thing is we're a very informal club. It's about making people enjoy what they're doing, make it a yep. social event. It's a hobby for the fun of it, not for not for winning awards, not for a any sort of glamorous thing is just enjoying it and, sh- and sharing your skills with other people. That's the same here. Yep. It's, it's a social event. Um, yeah. And, you know, look, look where the hobby's gone, you know, uh, with the technology. Now we're able mm. to have these conversations uh, from, from this distance. Uh, it's, yes. you see, I've got Dave's little uh, koala <laughs> yeah. bear from the, on the bench guys, you know, where they, they've hit me up and, uh, we're always on zoom together at some point, you know, or just, you know, pick up a little Zencaster and just go on video. It's, it's just made yeah. the, the, the world has gotten a lot smaller and it's probably brought all the hobbyists together. It's kind of cool to watch. Yeah. Actually having lunch with Dave on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming up. He's coming up so, to Canada he's on his way here. On his way from France, right? Over that yep, way. That's okay. correct. Yep. That's correct. Yep. That's awesome. All right, guys. Well, I, I, I got to tell you, first, I want to thank you all for uh, for coming on. I want to thank you all for putting on the show that y'all are putting on. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to meeting uh, you guys uh, officially, face-to-face. Uh, I'm, you know, 
I, I'm I'm just stoked. I've heard so much about Heritage Con, and uh, I am uh, on pins and needles waiting to get up there. So, yeah. thank you for having us on, oh. and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you. And uh, look forward to seeing everyone at Heritage Con 15 on March 26 and the Canadian Airport Plain Heritage Museum. That's right. And I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Well, I'll, I'll say the same thing, and uh, definitely looking forward to meeting you if you would like to judge a category like Gundam or figures. I might have to pass on that. I wouldn't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> but uh, juniors, Bantam, all those good things. We're always yeah. looking for judgings. Um, but uh, I think maybe I'll just maybe end on as we, we like to take this opportunity. Thank you, know, obviously, for you guys for having us on all the other podcasts. Um, all our sponsors, just a shout out to, it's too many to name, but um, our local sponsors, category sponsors, raffle prize, you know, everyone and all our volunteers as well. Our club members are going to be coming out and helping for basically two full days of setup and the day of the show. Like we, it's not just two or three people that run this. There's a, a big, you know, there's a working group and then a lot of volunteers that are going to make it, uh, make it a big show and make it happen on the day of. So, Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, Frill, you got anything for we, uh, any parting shots? Yeah. I want to say that I, uh, enjoy talking to you guys. Good meeting you. I wish I was going up there, but, uh, I'm having hip surgery, uh, in two weeks. And so I'm going to be, I may not even be able to make the ODO. So yeah. it's going to depend how I feel after that, how I can get around. So, so I'll be on crutches for a while. He's going to be I, a podcast producer too, for the next couple of <laughs> months. <laughs> there you He's go. not going to have anything else to do. <laughs> And uh, and like Whitey, I went ahead and uh, became a dual citizen, and I joined the ranks of uh, I just joined uh, IPMS Canada. So, oh, there you go. and I'm joining as well. So, good. You got- when when is your show? I was seeing that you had you've got your vendo, uh, venue sorted out. When's when's PaxCon? So that date, Duncan, is uh, the uh, October seventh, uh, twenty. You know, got a lineup with our, our Canadian Thanksgiving, which means it's a long weekend for us, which means traveling. Is hey, come on down. Yeah, come on road down. Trip. I, I yeah, tell you, uh, uh, that's one of the things Chris and I, uh, Chris, Chris and I had discussed. I think he's uh, planning on trying to make it down as well. So, IPMS come Hamilton on down. goes to PaxCon. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, maybe we'll, yeah. Great. Yeah, there we go. Put in the diary. Yeah, I'm putting it. I'm putting it on the list. <laughs> You're on the guest list. Okay. Well, you, you let us know when you got your need your category sponsors sorted out. Yes, we'll, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. You may raffle, raffle. That might be like that. that should be coming up here pretty soon. I think we got our categories all hammered out, and that should be yep. one of the next steps. I believe is looking for uh, cats trophy sponsors. So yep. let us we'll, know. And, yeah, we'll do it. Yep, we're there. Perfect. Appreciate it, guys. Um, okay. Well. Thanks, thanks again for uh, joining us. Uh, like I said before, looking forward to seeing you guys up there. And for the listeners, don't forget, that's HeritageCon 2023. That's going to be at the Canadian War Plane Heritage Museum in Hamilton, Ontario, on the 26th of March, the last Sunday of the month. If you're up in that area, hit it. It's a good time. So and uh, I'll give a yell. Let me yeah. shake some hands. Say hello to some <laughs> folks. So. <laughs> all right guys thanks again we'll uh we'll see y'all and uh, we'll go ahead and link this in our show notes so all the listeners can uh, find your website and uh, the information there so thank you very much all right guys good night good night guys good meeting you okay there geeks there you go that's uh there duncan and alan from uh the heritage con up there in canada 
what a I, i'm looking forward to that show i'm looking really forward to getting up there and uh yes. you know what you know what i think Frollo, i'm looking forward to most is getting up there and rummage around those airplanes man yeah <laughs> screw the models time. all we get there is see that lancaster yeah didn't they say they said too they just put a new engine on one didn't they yeah. they put they put a new engine in it yeah yeah that's gonna be pretty cool so now is that one flyable yes I was going to say, it's, yep, it's the like only one that's one flyable of, this one side of, of the Atlantic, right? Yeah, one of two, I think. Is it two or three? I can't remember off the top of my head. Two. There you go. So Whitey's yeah. telling us two. Um, I know that we they have the one in the UK that flies in all the shows over there. Yeah. So it must be one over there and one in North America. That's it. You know, speaking so. of that, a couple of years ago, I think it was back on ARC, someone had a uh, put a post out there i was like oh check this out i was google earthing my house you know where he lived mm-hmm. and when he did the satellites it was one because that thing only flies like three four times a year and it was one of the times they caught it in 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 the air flying really? over by his house yeah yeah i'm cool. going on about that so that was pretty cool that's cool well, like i said man i was this year this many years old when i found out the thing was single pilot yeah there yeah you go. i did not realize that yeah, we brought that up in the last episode yeah. and kind of compared that to the Mosquito. I, I had no idea that it was a uh, pilot and a crew chief type uh, yeah. configuration. That's that's really wicked. But like uh, why he said, I'm sure the crew chief or flight engineer, I'm sure he had oh, absolutely. flying abilities, you know, skills that if he had to, he could, you know, he knew how to navigate to get it back and yeah. land so, it if he had to. We, we can go over to our resident expert over here, the one pilot we got in the room there. Scott, you want you want a, a uh, FE that can't fly sitting next to you in case you uh becoming incapacitated? I don't need no damn FE, man. I can do it all myself. <laughs> Not if you're incapacitated. Nah, man. So they got another pilot over be all there. Right. there. Be all right. Yeah. All right. Well, geeks, if you guys are up there in the area, uh, hit hit it up. HeritageCon 2023. It's going to be a great time. I am certainly looking forward to it. Um, they said, up. make sure you get there early. Yes, absolutely. You heard it, right? Get there early. Yep. It, it fills up early. quick. And hopefully we don't have snow up there in the great white north, uh, like they're saying, in the the frozen weather. But um, looking Our neighbors to, to the so. north. Our neighbors to the north. All right. Before we roll into the uh, main topic, let me, uh, let, let, let's hear from old T-Town Scale over there, Rock, and uh, those guys, and hear what they've got to uh, to bring us this, this episode. Hey there, Model Geeks. Rock Rozak of Detail Scale here. Today I'm going to tell you about our book, F-117 Nighthawk Stealth Fighter, an illustrated developmental history. The F-117 Nighthawk holds a unique place in history. The first operational combat aircraft designed to be unobservable by enemy air defenses, and it was operational before most of the general public even knew it existed. This book is a reprint of a similar work published by Specialty Press in 2006 that has long been out of print. The stealth fighter community came to detailed scale and asked us to bring this book back into circulation and we were glad to make it happen. With over 290 photographs, most of which are in color, this is a must own by anyone interested in aviation history and a portion of every sale will be donated to the Stealth Fighter Association. All detailed scale books are available in print on demand, as well as digital editions in both Apple Book and Amazon Kindle formats. 
You can get more information, see sample pages, and get ordering links for our books at our website, www.detailandscale.com. And while you're there, check out our dozens of aircraft photo sets and the many scale modeling product reviews you'll find. That's www.detailandscale.com. And now, back to the Model Geeks podcast. All right, thanks, Rock. Appreciate it. Man, I really appreciate all you guys do over there at Detail and Scale. And uh, thanks for being one of our supporters. Okay, so moving on. Let's uh, roll on over into the main topic for tonight. Um, oh, Darren, real quick. Before yeah. we move on, I need to go back. I need to circle back. You're going to circle to, back. Yeah, new stuff that we picked up. Yep. Well, ordered, you're going, you're circling way back. Yeah, yeah. I forgot right, about it. I had to look me, over my but... shoulder and I saw him on my <laughs> toolbox over there. Okay. Uh, Jeff Hearn over at um, Scale Colors. I was talking to him because I got this Panther tank that I want to do. And uh, got the the 3D, got his 3D printed tracks for him. And just from the initial perusal of them, man, those things look easy to do. Do they really? Oh, yeah. For like dummies like me <laughs> trying to do those things. And he was nice enough. He included the correct colors from his line of scale colors to paint it, which so I'm going to give those a test run when I go to paint, build that thing. So this Jeff Hearn from scale colors, the same guy that is the uh, uh, heading up the uh, Nats in 2025. Uh, 2024. Yeah. And Madison, Wisconsin, Madison, Wisconsin. Yep. That's the guy. All right cool stuff so yeah if you're an armor guy out there and you're listening go check out his stuff over scalecolors.com i mean they look phenomenal yeah they look, jeff, jeff's they a good really dude good. jeff's jeff's a good dude uh good stuff there so thank but you that was bro. it yep. thanks appreciate it uh so tonight's main topic let's talk about intakes i had had uh I'd, I'd seen some back and forth online and a good friend of mine had a YouTube uh, video that came out and was talking about intakes. Uh, I actually had a conversation about intakes today with another gentleman. And uh, the, I think the main question here really was how to get rid of those seams inside of intakes. And I, I got to thinking about it and they, intakes just suck. <laughs> just, I don't know how else to put it. Uh, literally, uh, literally, that's what they do. They, they suck. Do. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Anyway, um, but that scene, you know, there's a hundred different ways from Sunday to do scenes. But the problem is, in my experience, is with any scene is a ghost scene. And they mm-hmm. always seem to show up inside a freaking intake. And I'll tell you, I have sat here for weeks filling, sanding, filling, sanding, filling, sanding, and never, ever really been able to get a san- uh, uh, an intake right. So I, I open it up to you, the floor. What do y'all, well, uh, that's going to get crazy. Scott, what do you do? Let me, let me start off individually. What do you do? What, what's your best technique for intakes? So I take a wooden dowel and I wrap uh, different uh, various, um, you know, grits of yep. sandpaper and just, you know, first, of course, you know, fill with putty. I don't use Mr. Surfacer. I just use um, some good putty, whether it's um, stucco or uh, what's the other stuff that I like to use? Oh. Um, um, Mr. Dissolved Putty. So I'll use either of that stuff and let it dry fully. Stucco. Yep. yep. Let it dry fully. 
don't don't mess with it. Let it sit for a week. Let it harden. Let it be completely done. Go work on something else. You know, put the put the putty in and just let it sit, and then take the dowel wrapped with the and just sand, 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 and then you know, then you can move to some of the. I guess they have some better um, sanding sticks, but I just you know just I always used to use a wooden dowel and uh, get it nice and smooth, and then dip using the old kills. Um, you know, fill it with kills and then let it pour out. And, um, again, just don't mess with it. Let it dry. And then you might have to trim a little bit of the back part, um, so that it fits, whether it's a fan blade or fit yeah. part or whatever. Um, but if you let that stuff dry fully, then you can carve away what you need to carve away. And then you're left with a really nice, cause I've built so many F-16s. That's just, that's just what I did. And it worked Yeah, every time. So one thing you, you made mention of. And I want to thank you for this one. And that was the stucco putty. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. That when you, you had that one tube you showed us, uh, yep. and then like it was dried up, old. ordered another yep. one, and ordered one immediately. Yep. Have you used it? I have. Yeah, it doesn't shrink. It shouldn't. I it, mean, the old stuff didn't shrink, and it's, yeah, it was really good stuff. It's, it is, and it dries fast. So, and yep. if you're, if you're doing something like filling a low spot, yep. Uh, yep. you don't have to let it sit for like a week. No. So if you're in a low spot within about 30, 45 minutes, you can sand it flat. Don't, don't breathe but it in though. <laughs> no, no bad stuff, but don't breathe in. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good stuff. And and I just want to say thanks for, for mentioning that. I will say though, the one yep. thing I was disappointed about, you can see my tube is, and I'm showing Nemo here, but my tube's about half full. Yeah. Uh, I was a little disappointed once I got a, the air out a whole lot. Yeah. But, Where'd you yeah. get it? Did you get it on eBay from that? Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Um, yep. it kind of, well, let, let, let me see how each person does this. We'll go back, taking a yep. few notes here. So why, why do you, what's your, uh, your, your approach when it comes to intakes? Five oh. covers don't count. All right, man. I was going <laughs> to say the Airfix Buccaneer comes with a set of fog covers. So I'm set there. <laughs> Nope. Um, oh, those are big intakes too. You know, it depends on what the heck you're building for one thing. You know, F-16 intakes is kind of, especially on the Haskell kids, you got good access to them. You know, you can sand right down through them. It's circular. You know, you're all good. Uh, this F-35 yep. is weird shaped. Sure. So, and I mean, granted, the fit is really good, but there's still... There's, I ain't going to shit you. There's a seam in there that I didn't bother going after, to be quite honest with you. Because it, the fit's tight enough, but, I mean, it, there's a seam there. I'm, well, I'm th- that's the same with the Tamiya F4, right? Yeah, there's a seam there. I, I never, yeah. I didn't even, I, I did nothing to it. Yeah. I mean, Unless it's yeah, really nothing. egregious or you have, yeah. like, sometimes you get a kit that has um, the Hasegawa uh, F15 comes to mind uh, where you have uh, the uh, pins um, you know, b- because of the way the pins are molded, there's a, you know, there's a rise, you know, they're, they're in the intake, you know, sure, and then, then they shouldn't be there. It should be just a s- straight shot through. Right. Uh, so for that, when I built that jet, it was, uh, you know, I had to sand those away. Um, and on that one, I did use the pour and fill method that Scott mentioned. Yeah. Um, and it came out pretty decent. Filling, I mean, I like, I'm Mr. Dissolve Party. Really, for intakes, I like that stuff because you can get it down there and you can use a, uh, 
a, a Q-tip with some alcohol on it to smooth it out and hopefully avoid sanding altogether, you know, right. that stuff. Um, so I'll, I'll go that route when it comes to intakes. Uh, if I can get resin ones to replace them altogether, then that's a great way to go too. I definitely did that with the S3. I wasn't going to mess around with those old Eshi nacelles because it's got a horrible seams in there and everything else, and it's just not molded correctly anyway. Um, so right. there's multiple different aftermarket S3 fan faces intakes out there. Um, the ones I used was uh, Sierra Hotels, my old Mike Valdez yep. stuff. He, he does good work with that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I'll, it, 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 it's going to depend on the kit. Um, I, I wish someone would do it. And actually, Cat 4, going back to those guys, the Harrier, the Hasegawa Harriers are kind of tricky, fill, getting the seams on those things nice. Uh, just the way that kit is, though, the, the whole intake thing is somewhat wrong anyway. It's not yeah. really designed uh, like the real jet. Um, but the Cat 4 guys do make some intakes that, handle the louver doors a little nicer. You know, they look a little more sharp looking at photos of their stuff. Right. Um, Hypersonic with the Fury series of jets. They've done a great job with the all a one piece intake. And then with that, it becomes, you know, painting. How do you paint, shoot paint down a tube is kind of tricky. Right. You know? so I've got that in my notes here. Uh, yeah. the, the pour and fill versus airbrushing. We, we kind of, we'll, we'll talk about that here in a few. Yeah. And also about Hasegawa. I'll circle back to that one here in a minute as well. But, um, uh, now you're, you're a resin guy. Uh, I know you do a lot of, uh, work with aftermarket resin stuff. I have, until I built the Kitty Hawk RF5, never had to really deal with like a seamless intake, right? Uh, and they're a pain, they can be a pain in the ass. Yeah, they're not always uh, going to fit perfectly. Yeah. It's resin, it's aftermarket. You know, you're going to have. You're uh, still going to do some sanding, possibly. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, you yeah. are. You know, especially when you, whenever you're talking getting around, wherever the lip meets the, uh, yep. the, intake, know, the intake itself, there's going to be something there, you know. And then, too, you're going to have two different materials, plastic and resin, and they both sand differently at different yeah, rates. So you know? I, yeah. Now what do you use, right? Can you use stucco, or do you have to reach over towards super glue and some sort of filler to get in there to get that stuff uh, uh, flat, right? So I think, you know, for me, I just don't sweat the intakes. I just, yeah. I just don't even worry about them. I'm like, if they don't have trunking, so what? Then I blank it off with a piece of styrene, and yeah. I paint it, and I make it look like there is a there is trunking. Did that with the Hasegawa Hornets. It's just, yep. it's easy. Um, make the illusion of a, a tunnel. You know, I did that with the Hasegawa A4s, uh, the 32nd scale kit, because it's, again, it just empties into the, you know, the, bo- the the main fuselage, you know, you can see back to the tail. So you just blank it off, you know, and it's easy to do and just takes a little bit of thinking, you know, to, yep. to paint the right, you know, so that it literally looks like there's a tube. And, uh, or intake plugs. I just, you know, make my own plugs, you know, not covers, but plugs. I like the way the plugs look and, uh, you know, but I mean, there's, like you said, million different ways to, to get here, uh, from A to B with the, however you want to get there. Um, but I always just kind of roll with what the kit gives me, you know, I don't mess with resin intakes. I don't mess with any of that stuff because it's just, it never seems to fit right. And, exactly. And, and you're making so much more work for yourself. So just 
take what the kit gives you. I mean, nobody's going to ding you for, you know, and coming up with these ingenious solutions to intake problems is kind of, I, I don't know. It's just, I'm like, how am I going to do that? And I'm like, oh, okay. I think I'm going to just shade a piece of plastic and glue it onto the, you know, to the, to the model. Dude, and dude that's one of the best good. tricks ever. And I, I, I got, I got to come over and pat you on the back for showing me that one. So I just did that one on for my make killer, right? 410 Sunliner. Yeah, man. It's Hoskawa kit, awesome. no NK, intake trunks. And uh, that is just a you, trick the eye, right? Yep. It's it's all yep. about force, perspe- or force perspective or whatever it is. And it's a the little illusion it's, of a tunnel, right. yeah. It's good stuff, man. Uh, Frill, what's your, uh, what's your approach? Uh, I'll sand them if I have to, if they're like, you know, if it's easy to get to, in which I don't understand why no one has come out with. You know, we got rectangular sanding sticks. Uh, easy, easy. You might be on to something. Do you what want about round up? ones or <laughs> ones that are shaped that are, you know, like yeah. a sanding sponge that are soft that you can shove down in there into an intake and sand yeah. that are soft and they'll conform, you know? And so I want to surprise no one's come up with those yet. But sure. uh, I've done the pour method on a couple kits. The uh, the T4, the um, Kasagawa Japanese T4. I did the pour method on that. Yeah. And there was another one that I did. And like Scott said, I had to like carve a little bit of the the back end where the uh, turbine face glues to the intake. But, and I just lightly sanded it because it's, you know, latex that kills paint. And it came out re- really good. And it's kind of messy though, because you got to put like, a little plug on the bottom and you got to fill it up with the stuff and then you got to pull it out, let it drain. And, and sometimes it may require, you know, a couple coats, but I've done that. And, you know, just gotten down in there with some elbow grease. And what I've found works good are they're made by Infini and they make these little yep. photo etch handles. And the tip on this end, the other end of it is different widths. So you can, and it, ha- it comes with like um, sandpaper that's sticky. And so it sticks to it. And so you can get a wide one and it's skinny. You can get down inside there and you can sand. And I use that same stuff that Whitey uses, that Mr. Dissolve putty. And I just take one of those with like a 800 grit pat and a paper on it, and I'll just smooth it out. And then either the kills method or I'll just paint it, you know. But then you got to be careful when you're sitting there shooting white down through there. You don't want it to run on you or anything. Yes. The hard part is, I was just going to say, the easy part are like F-16s. F-16 yeah. intakes are easy. Anything with a big old intake mouth on it, because you, you can get in there. The hard part is when you're dealing with like F-5 intakes. Mm-hmm. So you know, small. Or like a Crusader, you know, or, you know, A7 or an F-8 where you've you've got, I mean, it, it is a very noticeable area. So it's got to be perfect, you know. That's, that's where it gets a little tricky. Um, so you have to kind of get creative with FOD plugs and, and how are you, are you going to pour it or sand it or fill, you know, I mean, again, I there's just, just try a bunch of different, again, have a mule. I mean, whenever, before I did it on my actual model, I, I practiced on some old ass F-16 to get the pour right and understand right. how to, how to set up everything so that whenever I remove the intake, I knew how the, the kills paint was going to flow out and how to hold it, and how long to wait you know, before you wipe it and all that kind of stuff. It's just practice it, man. You know, I, don't, don't try it on your, to me, a F-16. <laughs> and, yeah. And, yeah. and with that thing, you can just sand it, just sand it and then yeah. just paint it, you know? 
you know, th- this poor method, we talk about that build up around the, uh, the, the fan face. I look, I'm a fan of the poor method I, to the point where I took my MRP, uh, insignia white. I went to Lowe's <laughs> and I had them color match me a little sample, $3 sample of latex paint insignia white. And you know, that, that little sample will last me a lifetime because I have sure, poor yeah. and I put it back in there. And, after some experimentation, I have noticed that what I did was I, I took a post-it note and you know, the little lip where the fan face goes into, yep. I put the post-it note in there, cut it. So the post-it note stuck down about, you know, a half inch and then poured it and then, and set it in the cup. And what happens now is that paint runs down to the end of that post-it note. And that's where the buildup happens. So after it's dry, I take the post-it note out and my fan face fits in perfect. That's, right. good idea. That's a great idea. Yep. You know, and so also, it, wor- it worked too, well. You know, in a lot of intakes, I know like Hornets and F-14s, they weren't just white. They were like a tannish kind of color. Exactly. And then how many times, like, you know, it's funny because you look at a model and you see these nice pristine intakes. Yeah. But you go out to a real like an F one. Well, they got boot and marks and everything else inside. There's boot there. marks. There's belt <laughs> yeah. scrapes on the oh. inside. There's yeah. scuffs all down that sucker for when the mech's yeah. got to climb down there to check yeah. the intake blades. Well, you know, if if we want to be real here, we will go back to IPMS judging. They're, they're, that's not what they're thinking when they look. Right? They're looking for construction. Yep. They're looking for seams, et cetera, et cetera. We can, we can make an airplane as realistic as we see in as as Navy veterans. But that's not what the IPMS judge sees. So yeah. if that's what you're building for, you know, you can't take those things into consideration. I, yeah, no. I would absolutely do it because I like my my stuff to look real as it, as it would sit on the deck. I but, will, yeah, I will say, though, if if I'm using the kills method, then, you know, that's white. But if I'm going to paint it, I use uh, Sail by Gunsy. Yeah. That Sail color because it gives that, like, tannish kind of – because it's not a full-on – Right, a white. It's like a tannish kind of light tan. That well, sale color. That's like why I like the, the MRP antique white or, or uh, insignia white. It's almost an antique white. You know, it's it's a little yellowish, so you don't notice it until you put it next to white, and then you see it. Uh, but well, I think yeah, and I think most the of the time the, the the intakes will start off white, and they then do. after use and dirt and grime sure. and stuff, you know, they just tend to, to weather, you know, heat and yeah, they yeah. just turn colors, you know, just get brown, you know, or whatever. But, um, you know, for me, some of the, like, again, it's the harder, the harder, like, God, man, I just don't know what I'm going to do here with like most of the Hasegawa, um, uh, F4s there, the, the, if you don't do anything to the kit and you look into the intakes, there's you can see the bottom of the of the wings the plastic wings yeah. it's just completely open which is like what the so you know when i oh, did my f5 yep i i had to <laughs> i had to build i had to build in the intakes you know yeah. the trunking and uh but i mean and again it was a combination of building the lower part of the trunk um and then shading the very back of the the section to make it look give the illusion and we were, I mean, we were at a show, I think it was nationals. The guy's like, Oh, what kind of intakes did you use? I was like, Oh, those are the kit. He's like, no, 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 no. The trunking, like, how did you, I was like, no, it's painted. Yeah. It's, I painted the tunnel. It's an illusion. And he was like, what? You know, so it, it works. I mean, it definitely, 
definitely works. It's just you know it it's um it's a little tricky to to get just practice on the mule, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then of course it, when all else fails, if that stuff's you know kicking your ass, just put a plug on. Just put a plug in it. So yeah. So. Uh, I keep envisioning the roadrunner painting a fake friggin' tunnel on the side of a <laughs> Exactly wall. right. That's exactly <laughs> it. Well, you saw the picture I posted, I, I, I put out in the text group, and, and Scott, Scott had mentioned that to me, and I said, oh, well, hell, let me give it a shot, right? Because I'm, after the, the R5, I'm not going down the whole resin intake deal. I can't wait to see what 8K... Didn't uh, you know 3D printers do for these yeah. uh, intakes? But resin cast that that ain't cutting it. Um, so when when Nemo brought up this uh, this painting technique, I was like, oh, I gotta give it a shot. And holy balls, man, it works. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it really works. Does. I, I was sitting it there really looking does. down at my own work, going, "Holy Santa, it <laughs> yeah, <works."> man!" <laughs> so. Yeah, you'll have to throw up some pictures. I, I was going through my camera to see, or, you know, my, my phone, because I've got a lot of my builds on there. I, mean, I don't have a picture yeah. of when when I when I did it, but it, it you know, throw yours up yeah, there because it's I, it's just so simple to do. I mean, it was easy, right, Darren? It wasn't super yeah, hard or anything. It was, it was extremely simple. And I, I will say that, uh, so you guys out there are listening and are going to look at these pictures. Please, the lighting is really bad. It does... I think that to the naked eye, it looks completely different, but I, I they'll get the gist of uh, the technique. It, it it really works well. Um, if you just flash a flashlight across there and you're oh done, right? There it is. There's there's the intake. But I want to go back, Nemo. You hit the nail on the head when it comes to these seam lines, though. And uh, and and this is really with any seam line, and that is. Let it set. Yep. 100%. I don't care if you're using Sprugu. I don't care if you're using Stucco or Tamiya Putty or Mr. Uh, it doesn't matter. Let it set. And, and I'm not talking a day. I'm not talking 24 hours. You need to let that shit set for like yep. four days or so. Five yeah. days. And if I'm doing it, go down it, and do it again. Yeah. That's right. one of the first things I'll do is I'll go ahead and do the intakes. That way they can sit side and dry and get yeah. real and like you know and fully dry yeah yeah because a yeah. lot of times what guys do is they they do the technique and they're like oh it looks great and then you know that, that thick ass paint it takes a while to dry fully and especially the kills stuff and so it's i mean the putty and all that that dries pretty quick but if you're doing kills just pour it and then clean it and then just leave it alone man okay. just resist the urge to go mess with it. And yep. again, it's just like rule number one in model building is just like be patient, right? Well, Don't you rush. Know, that's, it's, uh, model building is a lesson in patience, right? At the end of the day, it's w do it and walk away and then come back. Yep. Um, let me ask you this. Um, then I think we'll, we'll start with Scott. Um, we talk about the poor method and then there's also airbrushing. Now, I will tell you, my experience with airbrushing and intake is epic fail, <laughs> right? It just gets rough, and, it, you know, because you, you, you got air going through there, and you got shit drying, and you got it blowing, dust blowing, uh, and it just gets me a rough deal. So, uh, if you had to pick the pour or airbrushing, wh which way are you going? 
Huh, I would say, and I'm not going to give you the, well, it depends. Um, <laughs> That's my favorite. I, I think first and foremost, I try to just sand, do a light, be a, try to do a light sanding and then airbrush it because it's quicker. Um, okay. But it, it, you know, there's sometimes where there's a huge gap or a huge seam and, and, and it's, it's just going to take a while to get it to look right, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think the majority for me, I've just been doing the, um, cause it just takes me so long to build. So I'm not sweating the seam all that much anymore. Like I do, I'm, I do my best to, to, to putty it, sand it and paint it and move on. Yeah. So that's probably not what I was doing 10 years ago, but that's what I'm doing now is yeah. like, I just, I, I'm never going to, if I, if I just, if I start sweating all these details, then I'm just, it's taken, it's just taken too long to build something. And so I am, I am, I am making it look good enough and then I'm moving on. So that entails using, um, Mr. Surfacer, I'm sorry, the, um, Mr. Dissolve putty or the stuff, yeah. you know, some good type of a putty, sand it and paint it and moving on, man. Gotcha. Let me go. Let me go clockwise. Why, why do, what about you? Uh, what was the question again? What so so poor method or airbrushing? Uh, what's your preference? I mean, airbrushing. Really? Yeah. You don't find a, a problem with the uh, pebbling or the uh, the? I do. That's where you got to, like I said earlier, you yeah. got to be careful when you're airbrushing because you're going to get that venturi effect down there. That's going to cause cause that. Uh, you know, I mean, the result is the the paint's drying, man, before it's hitting. Yeah. Before it's catching a sidewall somewhere down in there, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. So I, I'll be honest with you. I, I absolutely hate airbrushing intakes. It just, yeah. You I gotta, just, be, it you gotta go slow with it. it, man. You gotta yeah. go slow with it. And then when I try to go slow with that, I get a run, you know. If it's a e- long, either way, deep, I'm sanding. A long, deep <laughs> intake, matter. I'm gonna do the poor method. Yeah. You know, something short and, then, and, and, Something that's not very deep and and, it, and it's accessible, then sure, I'm gonna shoot it. Yeah. You know, with paint like an A4 intake or the Harrier intakes and stuff like that. It's yeah. easy to easy to paint those. Um, an F14 and F15, something deep, uh, Phantom, F F F18, even that, that's where pouring the pour method is gonna probably be more beneficial to you. Right. Okay. So I. I think I, I could go up to frill. I think I'm going to get the same answer though. It, it, it and, and regardless, it's, it depends. Y'all well, have all you all know, said the same thing. So, well, I was going to say it, it does depend because it does. sometimes, because if I have a nasty gap, when you use the pour method, it will act as a filler as well. And it will help fill that seam that runs through there. So if I've got an intake, it's got a pretty nasty seam and I'm looking at like, man hours of sanding that sucker to get look right i i agree but i disagree because i think a seam is a seam and it doesn't matter what you put in there it takes longer for that fill to dry and that's where you get your shrinkage so if it could be oh yeah it's cold right i was in the pool um but to me it's 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 it the 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 technique that i use depends on what can i what am what can i see can I see it? Exactly. Can I see the scene? Well, no, that's how, how visible is it? If it's going to be really visible, then I'm I'm going to do everything I can to yeah. make it look, you know. But if it's right. not all that visible, I'm just going to like a light sand and 
airbrush. No, you know? That's a and perfect like, point. And like what he said too, you know, for like an A4 or an, a Harrier, then yeah, I'll airbrush that. And like when I built the Tamiya F14, you know, where they give you the intake, it's a big, it's a, it's a square. So right. it's easy to kind of get in there and paint. And let's be honest. I mean, if you're not building for a contest, I mean, who cares? Who cares? Right. And I like to use FOD covers or intake plugs. Yeah. Because as a flight engineer, we used to get our ship pushed in. If we like, if we didn't cover the damn airplane after a flight, yeah, you know, that was part of our job. And when you were duty at FIA, it was one of the things you had to do on Friday night before you were allowed to go home was you had to go across the flight line and all your birds, you had to make sure were plugged and covered. Yep. And so when aircraft are on deck, they usually do have intake plugs in because of the whole FOD thing, Yeah, you know, that's big money in the military. So if I can, I like, you know, to make my own plugs because you can like sculpt them and you can put like ripples in them and then a lot of decal companies will include fog cover decals and i think it's kind of dresses up your model some too so you know just what kind of mood i'm in if i want to show you know with the intakes and they're easy to do then sure you know i'll paint them but they're going to be a pain then i'll try and do some intake covers so or intake plugs let's talk about plugs versus covers real quick scott you i think your technique for the plugs that you have is probably outside of the aftermarket out there that's uh in interwebs i think that your plug method is probably one of the best i've ever seen uh can you talk a little bit about uh what it is your technique is for making those those plugs because i know you make your own yeah i do um so what i do is i use I, i i don't I can't remember the name of the modeling clay that you can like bake. It's like for like preschool kids. It's just this really cheesy, cheap modeling clay that you can, I can take the actual intake and I, you know, I roll out a flat little piece of, you know, clay and uh, maybe about, I don't know what, um, I don't know, just a couple millimeters thick, you know, nothing crazy. And then um, take the intake and then squish it into the clay. So there's my there's my perfect shape that fits yep. inside the plug uh, the the intake. And then I I clean it up and make it look decent. Then I put it in the oven, bake it, and then I can sand it and get it to the perfect shape. And then I paint it, and boom, there's your intake plug. So I mean it, and it it works really well. Whether it's an F sixteen. Tomcat, it doesn't matter. F fives, no. all the that's just you know I was going, exhausts, exhaust plugs. Yeah. 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 No, I think that looks cool on an F sixteen when you look at the exhaust and it's got the exhaust plug in there. Yeah. Because they always put like the squadron insignia or whatever on that or yeah. I mean I made Air Force thing or something. That, I think it kind of makes your model pop a little. Yeah. The intake plugs that I had on that F sixteen D that I did a couple years ago, I think it was at the Nats in Vegas I took it. Those all had homemade FOD plugs, you know, um, and it's I, I just I love them. I think they look neat, and especially on the F-16 FOD plugs, not just the cover, but the plug like, you know, you add the, the detail. It looks like the, you know, that foamy material. that's kind of sagging a little bit. Yeah. I just think there's little details like that, I think, look really cool uh, rather than just a disc, like a plastic disc that fits in the back, you know, Um so yeah, it's it's uh I I like doing them. I I think th- I think it looks I think they look really cool. Whether it's a you know an intake, and I don't like the covers. I just think it looks um 
not to scale maybe i don't know and i used if if i'm going to do a, a cover like if you said oh i had to do a cover then i would use um you know the lead foil from a champagne bottle oh nice lead but but it's from a yeah. champagne bottle yes, that's 10. what i would use yeah it's just yeah. it's super malleable it's the perfect thickness and it doesn't look like a like some people use the vinyl Look, don't, don't, please don't, please yeah. don't use that. Please don't what? use these big, thick, where it looks like a big glob of, it doesn't even look real. You have this nice model, and then you put this globby looking so, vinyl shit on there. What, what, what I've seen done as far as covers go, and, you know, this is going back to old car modeling techniques for like tarps yeah. or, or armor for tarps as well, is taking uh, some paper towel that's dipped in uh you know some white glue and water yeah and then putting it over the intake and letting it drape the way it's supposed to naturally yeah and then letting it dry uh i think you yeah know, i mean you it, can do that can pull off it, it, yeah. it really looks it's good I, thick. I, it, yeah it can be so i mean it depends on are you using like a, a tissue or are you using you know yeah. I mean, that, that ends up looking like a blanket, so, like you got a blanket over, and that's what's great about the champagne bottle, uh, the tin or whatever. It's just yeah. the perfect thickness and it holds a shape really well. So. Yeah, that's cool. I never thought about using the champagne uh, uh, model, or champagne top tin or aluminum, whatever the yep. hell you want to whatever call it. Whatever it is. Yeah. It's that's great. Thing. Yeah, it's good stuff. So uh, Makes good seat belts too, by the way. Oh, by, oh. Perfect thickness. Next episode. Yeah, yeah. Lap belts. <laughs> no. uh, it's called uh, uh, Edgeward. See, I said Edgeward for you, Whitey. You keep throwing a G in there or a I J do. or you something. You do, too. G. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Edward. Anyway, I digress. Uh, all right. So there's intakes. <laughs> Has anybody got any parting shots or any last words when it comes to uh, uh Build this a prop jet. Topic. Build a prop model. Build a prop jet. <laughs> <laughs> or a helicopter. Yeah. Oh, they have oh, intakes. No. Oh, no, no. They got intakes, too. You're That's right. right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. Any, any jet yeah. engine, whether it's a yep. turp, prop, whatever, they're all they're all going to have you know, intakes. Yeah. I, I do have one last question. So I, I kind of used your technique, Scott, when it came to the Super Tucano. I was uh, doing yeah. some uh, uh, an intake and exhaust plugs for that. Have you used any type? What, what do you use to attach your removable for flight tags? Do you do you make a metal handle out of something, or how, how do you accomplish that for the? You know, they yep. they all have any red gear has a removable for flight tag on. How do you, yep. how do you conquer that? So i I use uh so I make all my uh, removable for flight tags out of paper. Um, I take uh, it's just some. I just have this little bit of thicker paper and I use a red Sharpie yep. and color the, the, the paper with the red. And then I, um, either use I have those Verlinden dry transfer oh, yeah. decals. And so boop, just put the dry transfers on there. Um, and then, or, uh, I think it's, Oh God, what's the company? I want to, uh, it's, it's like this, uh, what experts choice. I think it's experts choice. They make just regular old paper, uh, remove before flight tags. And then again, you can cut them out and then use the Sharpie to color in the edges so that yeah, they're the all red. That, yeah, That's I've just, got some of those. Again, the gravity defying remove before flight tags is my number one pet peeve. My second one is they don't, 
color in the edges with, you know, with the, with a Sharpie or whatever. So once you have that done, then I take a needle and I poke a hole in the, um, in the top part of the RBF tag. And then I have some of that plumber's wool that I use with just a little dab of super glue. And then I usually drill a hole or wrap it around it or do whatever, but that's, that's what I use. Yeah. On, on the actual plug itself though, do, I mean, do you put a little loop in there or do you put a, like a metal handle or. Yeah. I think on the F-16, I think I put like grab handles. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then I just, uh, you know, you loop, uh, loop the the tag around it, wherever you think it, you know, where it should go or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Very cool. I know that, uh, you know, look, intakes are an age-old issue, right? And it's not going anywhere. <laughs> Unfortunately, we are uh, we're we're not moving back to props. It's uh, it's all intakes from this point forward, right? So, uh, this is uh, this is that, uh, that modeling clay or that you know preschool whatever the hell the stuff is that I'm using. <laughs> It yeah. really does work well. You can get it at like Michaels or Hobby Lobby yeah, or whatever. You can find the name of that stuff. Yeah, I, I, a, I have a big sell you clay. Maybe that's it. Yeah, those little square packs. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're like in a well, gray brown looking little package yep. or whatever. Yeah. 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 They work great. I've got some some air dry stuff that I've used. Uh, the problem is I use just so little of it that the pack goes, you know. Yeah, hard after yeah it, it, it craps out so yeah. um i that's what i was using for the super Tecano. and now i put tape over it and wrapped it in cellophane and most of it has stayed good but i still got probably about a half inch in where i cut the thing open yeah the stuff that you dried, can so. if you get the stuff that you put it into the oven and you bake it then once it's once it cools off and it's done it's it's not going to shrink on you it's mm. it's it's set Whereas some of the stuff that's air dry, it'll shrink on you. Yeah. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you think you got, you know, it's a perfect fit. You come back a week later and it's fallen out, you know. Well, I I like what each one of y'all have said about, you know, intakes that are really hard to see, like the F4, the the Tamiya F4, uh, some of these other, the F35, Whitey talked about with the, the new F35. If you can't see it, screw it. Who really cares? I put that on the back of the freaking T-shirt right there. Yeah. I mean, if you can't see it, screw it. So um, don't worry about it. You know. That would be a good one. Yeah, it would be. Anyway. um, And and then, of course, if if it's something as hideous as that, I don't know. I don't know what the new company is doing. Hopefully, they've retooled the intakes. But holy balls, man. it, It. Look, for all the manufacturers out there that are listening, and I hope you are listening, if you're doing an aircraft, don't give me a freaking motor with no intakes, intake trunks, <laughs> right? I mean, help us, help us, help us out as modelers. Anyway, okay. So, okay, geeks, there you go. That's our take on taking care of intakes and how do you get that smooth finish of the dreaded intake seams. Uh, poor method airbrushing, uh, you know, or just putting covers on it. It's, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's really up to you how you want to tackle it. Uh, there's a hundred ways from Sundays to do it, but, um, you know, if you got any more questions on how we do it or individual or our take on it, 
you know, hit us up at contact at modelgeekspodcast.com. Ask the question. Um, we will route it to the appropriate person and, and get you an answer. So, uh, you know, guys, it's, uh, it's been fun. Another, another one pushing, pushing number 50. Nemo, are you ready to, uh, to take the helm there for five zero? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 50. 50. That's right. 50. Not 50 cent. 50th episode. S-I-D-D-Y. 50. That's right. All right. Okay. Another episode in the books, my friends. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as we have enjoyed sitting here discussing the hobby. Um, We want to thank all of you out there for making us a part of valuable bench time uh, for listening in. Uh, We want to give a special thank you to our generous sponsors, uh, Tamiya USA, Sprue Brothers, Detail and Scale, Basis by Bill and Furball, Furball Aero Design. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> uh, look, we, we hope that all y'all can join us for our next episode. Like I said, it's going to be our 50th. Uh, looking forward to it. Um, for now, though, be excellent to each other. Get out there. Get to your bench. Build something. Okay? So, good night, everybody. Out from the geeks. Take care. See ya. Later. Take it easy. Enjoy your weekend.